Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 121 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on Facebook, YouTube and on Twitch. And this is all made possible by using Restream.io. You can also catch the show live in VR using Big Screen TV and check it out with other like-minded VR enthusiasts. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. And of course now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, the best present we all got this year is that this guy was born on Christmas Day. So everyone in the chat, say happy birthday to the birthday boy. It's of course Rowdy Guy. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, indeed. I, I, the funny thing is this year I almost forgot myself up until my girlfriend said, isn't it your birthday tomorrow? And I was like, oh wait, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I had, I had a great birthday. I spent some time with my family. Uh, uh, my girlfriend's family came over as well, all the, all the way from the UK. So we had actually a great Christmas this year. I haven't had too much time for virtual reality, but I've shown a lot of people from her family uh, the virtual way of living, uh, and they kind of liked it. And our, uh, at least two people are already thinking of buying an Oculus Quest, so uh, I consider that a success. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. You're doing God's work there. Exactly. Jesus work. <laughs> yeah. How, happy birthday, by the way. It must be it must be difficult having a birthday on Christmas Day. Oh, it's up, horrible. Right? It's absolutely it's absolutely horrible. I mean, as a kid, it's it's far worse uh, mm. because I remember that my family used to throw like a party, and uh, like the majority of the, my family would just think it was like a Christmas party. <laughs> Had no idea yeah. it was for my birthday. Or as a kid, it was the. I mean, it, it was worse that you would like get all your presents in like the same kind of period. Yeah, and by the time because I was I was always a year younger than all the rest of the kids, so by the time that I finally mm-hmm. got to get my full hand, you know, five years old, everyone already started turning six, and I was like, "That's not fair! Like, what's going on? Like, come on!" But and it's not like it's not like you can have like a, a birthday party on Christmas Day because nah. all the kids are with their own families. So. Exactly, that, that was never possible. But yeah. I mean, I didn't really mind that. I know that I was really young. I thought that all of the celebrations that were being held. That it was all because of me. <laughs> awesome. Already vain back then. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like a bullseye as a parent, though, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. It's like yeah. straight yeah. where you want it on the calendar. I mean, a day there plus is, or minus, there is, and you're, it, you're gone. There is a funny story about the moment I was, I was, I was born, though, because um, there were two mothers in the hospital at that point that were both going to be, you know, the having a Christmas baby but it was also a very special moment for the hospital because it would have been like the thousands baby that was going to be born whichever of the two that one was and there was like a TV team that was ready there they had like big presents this and this and that but uh, I was 1001 <laughs> oh, so close so close my parents were already angry at me when I was born like <laughs> <laughs> already a disappointment up. back yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an awesome story, dude. Awesome story. Oh, wow. So, uh, next up, if F Reality was a tech company, this guy would be our chief technical officer. He's the one that keeps this ship afloat, the murky seas of the internet. It's, of course, CTO, 
Zimtok 5. How you doing, man? You all right? <laughs> Damn, man. That's nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, that, that company would be burning to the ground right about now. It probably now, would, right? yeah. It probably would. Uh, yeah, I was just telling Mike how my uh, I had a mic as well die on me after last week's show. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm cursed or something. I must have done something wrong. But this, this was a good week. This was a good week. Family time. Um, and I actually took, a lot of you know, I, I like uh, the Room Escape type games. And... Um, so I took that to another level, and I did that. There's board games you can buy that are single-use. Uh, there's one that's called, I think it's Thames and Cosmos. And um, you get this, you set it up, and it's got some destructible elements to it. And you basically work your way through a story and various rooms of a book, and uh, there's cards with it. And it was very interesting. But So my wife and I took kind of two hours to kind of beat one of them, and we've got another one waiting. And it's kind of really interesting because... The way the game finished, you know when you finish an escape room with a team in person and like you get out of the room or whatever and you, you solve the big puzzle at the end? It was just like it gave that buzz, um, which I didn't think was going to be possible from like a wow. boxed game. So yeah. if anyone's interested, um, the one we started with was called The House of Riddles. And again, that name is um, Thames and Cosmos. Uh, and Amazon sell it. It's about, what, 12 quid or something. And if you start on the easier ones, they're rated like two out of five. So they've got a difficulty scale. And actually, I thought that was like the perfect introduction. My wife and I were a little bit apprehensive, but it wasn't too complicated for us. So we still managed it. Awesome. That sounds really cool, actually. Especially, yeah. like you say, if you do it with the family members over Christmas, perfect time to do something like that. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, Good recommendation. Yeah. Uh, next, this guy's been spending Christmas in the land of pasta and Lamborghinis. Back from his trip from Italy, it's our very own blonde bombshell. It's Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing fine. You got you got a bit of a tan there. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, if my hair is like this, then I I get this red kind of like I know. Yeah, it's weird and funny. Red glow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what you had a nice time away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I've never been to Italy before, so mm-hmm. it was fun actually. Like when I landed and I uh, jumped into the car with my brother because he was already there, so he picked me up from Rome. Um, there was like a Lambo driving on the highway. It's like this stereotypical thing that can happen. So David didn't pick you up in a Lambo? No, no. He needs to be fired as a manager. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. What was he doing? Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. I, d- I do expect him to, to like, uh, marry with a, uh, you know, Lambo. Oh, wow. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. Or you could have also He's got, He's going like, to marry a Lambo? Yeah, I'm confused. What about, what what about his girlfriend? <laughs> like, you could use it as a wedding car? <laughs> marry yeah. a Lambo? yeah. <laughs> I guess you could have also uh, you could have got uh, Project Jamesified to come and pick you up, you know, because he, he rolls around <laughs> yeah. in Lambos nowadays. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. But funny enough, you're gonna be in Italy next year as well, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've been invited to David's wedding as well, like Nathy's manager and brother. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna, it's be, gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe good. I'll maybe I'll drive in a Lambo. <laughs> yeah, but I like you know having a having a, a, a like I've never really celebrated Christmas with such a big like Italian family. Like this mm. total new experience. So much food on the table, playing games, stuff like that. It's crazy. I've never seen so many cousins in my life. It's like, <laughs> oh, and, uh, hello and uh, hi. And uh, there's so many people coming over because, you know, in Italy, like family is like such a big oh, yeah. thing. Huge. But um, it, yeah, it was really, really great. And and it's like Italy is a beautiful country with so many, like said, so much history and so many old buildings and yeah, it's beautiful. And the sun was shining. Well, here in the Netherlands, it was like gray weather and super depressing. But there, like, it was nice. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like you had a lovely time. Yeah. 
So let us know what you got up to in the holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone that's watching or listening to the show. I uh, hope you had a lovely time spending it with friends and family. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an awesome show lined up for you today. Some of the highlights include uh, we talk about the fact that VR headsets such as the Index and Oculus Quest have sold out over the holidays. We have an update on the official Oculus Link cable and some games that you can play right now with the Quest's new hand tracking feature, which you won't want to miss. Zim's actually prepared a fun VR quiz, which you can all take part in as well, uh, as the VR releases are a bit thin on the ground this week, and I'll give you all the instructions on how you can get involved very shortly. And then finally, we'll give you our highs and lows of VR in 2019, featuring the best VR games and headsets, uh, which you, again, can actually participate in. And again, I'll give you all the details how to do that very shortly, just before the news. But of course, first up, let's find out what everyone's been up to this week and their highlight of the week this week. And first up is Rowdy. Yeah, uh, it's actually funny because it's the first time that we have a bit of like an interactive show then, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's no. going to be super interesting. <laughs> I'm really intrigued how people uh, react to this because uh, from what we've tested so far, like me and Zim tested it before yeah. the show, it looks like it's going to be really fun and it's going to be really interesting to see how what the audience think about all this as well. Yeah, so exactly. It's going yeah, to exactly. be interesting. Exactly. Um, so the thing that I've been playing this week uh, was uh, I've actually dove back into a search and simulator for a little while um, <laughs> okay. because uh, I had a friend of mine who... Uh, what, what, he, he played a certain level that I hadn't tried yet, uh, which was fairly much in the beginning because I've only done like the ones with like the, you know, you have like a, the surgery on an alien. Mm -hmm. That is the only one that I really tried, but I didn't <laughs> know that there was actually more, um, you know, I wouldn't say a proper surgeries in there, but like uh, <laughs> proper. Uh, more like things that were a little bit more realistic. So I was like, oh, let me try out the physics in that game. Because I was like, I was convinced that I would be, you know, knowing a little bit my way around. But uh, yeah, it went horrible. <laughs> like, uh, I, I do find it funny that the kind of tools that they provide really allow you to like um, really screw someone over. Like, you know, like yeah. you get like a hammer in order to do like a hard surgery or something. So yeah. the inevitable, of course, happens that I smash his hat in. Yeah. Um, but I actually had a ton of fun. There's a, I did, also didn't know there was a backstory in there with like the telephone that keeps on ringing. I, I had no, no idea, idea about that. And since they're bringing out Surgeon Simulator 2 next year, I believe, I thought maybe I should give it uh, another go. So that's what I did uh, this week. Next okay. to uh, some more Path of the Warrior. But I already talked about that last episode. Nice. Can we please so you've pass? Got, like, some legislation that prevents doctors from playing Surgeon Simulator. Yeah. Actually, anyone from playing Surgeon Simulator? Yeah, well, trust me, if, if you see me play that, you're going to question my degree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You've got like virtual lawsuits stacked up now. Yeah. What, happened to, yeah, what happened to first do no harm, Rowdy? Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. everyone is always raving about the physics and bone works, but hey, Surgeon Simulator has some proper <laughs> physics as well. Like, That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Nice. Classic Surgeon Simulator. What about you then, Zim? What have you been up to, dude? Uh, the one that uh, the one that I wanted to highlight this week is um, a game I played about uh, about two years ago now. Uh, a game called Cubism, which is like Tetris mm. in three dimensional space with blocks. Um, but they launched an early kind of alpha of hand tracking. So when I saw that, I was I like immediately put a show together and jumped on it because I was just so excited. I'd loved the game already. The dev has taken Thomas has taken way too long to get it out the door, in my opinion. It's a great game. People need to be able to play this one. Um, and now they can, which is great. So if you've got a quest and you can, you got side quests, you can get uh, Cubism VR and their their tech demo for hand tracking, hmm. which um, worked 
surprisingly well. Um, so I was able to kind of rotate the scene in, in 3D just with my hands, no controllers. The funny thing I found, like if anyone's ever switched from driving stick or manual transmission back to like an automatic and you find like your hand, or you're driving on a different continent, you're, like your hand's hitting the door, you're doing these kind of like automatic things. I kept reaching for a controller, picking it up, going back to my game, and I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Um, and I'd put it down again. But like, just the colors of it, the kind of ambient music, it's really nice. And it gives you um, six levels of different grades of difficulty to play with. But playing a game without any, any controller in there is like, it just does a little click in your brain. You're like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm convinced that that's the future now yeah nice and i think um i remember playing cubism like their demo or maybe it came out on the go maybe like a year ago did it actually come out or was it a demo back then as well um on the go have, i'm trying uh, to remember now or no no it was the rift sorry it was the rift i played yeah, it, on the rift. it was rift it's because it's got that kind of lo-fi graphics yeah exactly look, right yeah. it looks like something that would run on a go and actually, I'm sure it, it probably could, because um, you're really only op, you know manipulating one object at a time. Right. Um, but it worked well, and uh, you know we, we even found a bug in the last level, which was fun, where you're trying to, <laughs> we were trying to move one piece and another piece was moving. <laughs> and yeah. It was very funny. I still beat it, so I was happy with myself. But they're the kind of puzzles that initially are like, oh yeah, I'm smart enough for this, and very quickly you get to one where you're like, uh oh. Oh yeah, they are challenging. My, I remember IQ, them being challenging. I, I, I beat my head against the wall when we were playing the uh, the original tech demo for the game. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's one of those puzzle games that I personally think Oculus should go eat and then ship with the with the Quest. It should like come on board yeah. like they did with the Game Boy and and Tetris. And it's, it's it's a great showcase of uh, the hand tracking technology as well. Yeah, and yeah. like you say, although it's not available natively on like the Oculus Store, you have to go through SideQuest to get it. And we've got some other recommendations uh, for you to try as well for the hand tracking later. Um, but yeah, it's super simple now using SideQuest. So if you're a new yeah, Quest user, just go and search up. There's plenty of guides on YouTube now on, on how to do it yeah. and, and go check out some of these free apps. Mm. That was it. Yeah. That was me this week. Very nice. Very nice. What about you then, Nathan? What have you been up to, dude? Yeah, so why don't we first dive into the chat? <laughs> Sounds so like a beautiful idea. We had Mr. Wonk who played Boneworks and Beat Saber. Mm -hmm. Then Noel. Yeah, that's an interesting name, right? For, Festive name. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, well, he played No Man's Sky. Never a bad idea, I would say. Uh, then we have Jamie, who played uh, Akron with the whole family. Yeah. Oh, it's an oh, amazing okay. game to play with the family over the holidays, for sure. Yes. That was a killer game. Killer, it killer is. game. Then, uh, Johnny Wells slayed everyone in Pavlov. Or Pavlov <laughs> Shack. Do you know what that means, uh, Rowdy? Pavlov Shack is what we demonstrated. Um, so Pavlov is the so Pavlov has a build that's coming to Quest that will officially natively be supported on Quest. At the moment, there's a, um, it's not even a side quest build, it's a side-loaded build that you mm. can get from the devs and put it on. Ah. Um, there, is a, there is a multiplayer version, I think it's version 20 is out. Version 22 I don't think has multiplayer support just yet, that's mm. waiting, for, uh, waiting for January. But look for the dev um, for Pavlov if you want the link to his direct download for... I, I haven't tried the, uh, the Oculus Quest version yet, mainly for the reason that you need to sign up as a developer in order to try it now. Yeah. Um, I'm correct with that, right? Yep, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, to use oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that for me is uh, like, I, have, I haven't done that yet. So yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll wait till it hopefully officially launches on there uh, in order to play it. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think like it's one of those games that's perfect to show like with the Oculus Quest. Yeah. It's also like because I showed like some people like in the last week, some uh, some Oculus Quest games, they just can't get 
over the fact that you don't need anything else. Yeah. Uh, so they, because they, they've heard me talk about virtual reality and they're like, oh yeah, but I don't have place food for placing all those sensors. Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't, you don't need any sensors. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't have a PC that's good enough for this. I said, well, you don't need a PC. I said, well, what do you need then? And I brought the little bag. I was like, this is, this is it. Like, and they were like, yeah. nah, that's impossible. Yeah, well, that's, that's, why impossible. The hand, that's why the hand tracking is so magical because it's like yeah. you, you, you eliminate the need for batteries, like rechargeable mm -hmm. batteries. You eliminate the need for the controllers, and it's like, it's just so. Once you're able to sit down and just do Netflix that way, like that makes that device yeah. so much better. And all they need yeah. to do then is sort really the head strap. Yeah, I think. agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, and less front heavy. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so if they can take weight out of the front and somehow rebalance it yeah. and give it a, a another iteration, the Quest really deserves another iteration in 2020. I hope we see it. Mm. Quest Pro. Stay tuned. And then the last mm. one is Meatball Saucy. He played uh, the last day of defense, Path of the Warrior, Stormland, Bridge Crew, Project Cars. Ooh, Zim, are you gonna? No, oh, no, I hate Project Cars. And you can wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> dirt, dirt, and, <laughs> and Dirt Rally on my new G29 race okay, rig. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's save, better. Save that better. one. Oh, still yeah. trying to get a set of cars to work with it. Ah, oh, okay. He's seen the he's seen the light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's light. he's going from, you know, bad to. You know, pro, getting whatever. There, getting there. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, that's the chat. Now, I do yeah. think that Mike is gonna mention The Walking Dead. Yes. Right. So I'm I'm gonna just tag along with you on that. Um, okay. Do so you want me to go first then? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I didn't play that much over the holidays. Like you guys, spent a lot of time with friends and family. Um, however, I did get to play uh, the upcoming VR game, which is The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. Um, this isn't to be confused with the Walking Dead game that's being developed by Servios, uh, which is a different Walking Dead game, and it's called The Walking Dead Onslaught. Um, Saints and Sinners is being developed by Skydance Interactive, who are the same studio that developed the VR mech game, which was Archangel Hellfire. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also worth mentioning before we get into our experiences with the game that both Nathy and I were sponsored to play the game early on our channel. So as a sort of full disclosure thing, you know, we, we, we did get sort of paid to play this. Yeah. It, sounds, um, it sounds, I got to say one thing, it, when you were introducing it, it sounds like what all of us would have experienced over the holidays. I mean, hanging around with the dead, yeah, it just seems, <laughs> if anyone's been with their relatives for too long, you know what I mean. Yeah, some, some of them get a bit smelly. Um, but yeah, so um, in terms of the game, like uh, I have to say, I did have a lot of fun with the game. Um, it's got some really funky um, physics to a lot of the weapons. So a bit like Boneworks, you know, we've kind of been spoiled with Boneworks. And, you know, we did sort of mention on the show, although I didn't rate the story, I did really like the mechanics and that we would probably see more games utilizing those mechanics in the future. And yeah. thankfully, actually, this game, uh, the Saints and Sinners Walking Dead game does actually feature a lot of physics based sort of like weapon mechanics. So, um, you know, like an axe really has some weight to it so you can't swing it around with one hand you have to use two hands and even two-handed weapons do have that weight to them mm. uh, unlike boneworks where the weapons yeah. are essentially uh, the, the actual guns themselves are essentially weightless the walking dead sort of addresses that although a bit. the different mm. difference is is that in boneworks you can swing it as much as you want well in this title there's like stamina involved so after a while you get tired and then you can't tired. do it anymore and then your hand just hangs there like oh, a spaghetti and you can't use it oh, anymore. i hate yeah. that yeah, I so there, that, that there's this kind of, of like metric because, like, that you that, need to that, balance. That defeats the, the purpose of like, you know, when you're in VR, like you need to have it kind of build around your own stamina, I guess. And mm -hmm. if, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, of course, but 
Yeah, I don't like that stuff. I'm the same with Creed. Like that is the biggest thing that I did not like about Creed. Mm. Where but that is arcade still. Yeah. Like like Creed is an arcade boxer. I understand why it's done there, but yeah. this is more what? like realistic simulation kind of stuff than just it, it disconnects yeah. you from the character. Yeah. That's the thing I don't like about uh, it. It's kind of like, but I am me, but you're not you, but <laughs> but I am. But no, the, the reason the reason why there is stamina because it's it's linked to another system because you have a health bar and you also have a stamina bar and based on what you eat you get more stamina and uh, food and stuff like that so that's why they did it yeah wrong but (laughs) should never do that in a VR game (laughs) it's very common though in other games stamina bar is like yeah of course very common in 2D 2D games and and quick heads up you can't turn it off oh Um, so that, that is that. Sorry to disappoint you, Rowdy. So um, what, our highs and lows of VR come later on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, well, that was fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, heard all, um, we didn't even get started about this game yet. Uh, I was going to say, like, before you go into what you thought about it, if in case people want to like put cotton in their ears, like, did you like the game? Uh, do you think? Are you excited for it, or is it something that you think... Yeah, I think it, I it, it, it does some it does some really nice things well, um, like well, like the physics um, and killing walkers like it is re- really brutal. It, it's absolute savage, but it's mm. really satisfying um, because of course the only way to kill a walker is by taking out the brain. I so, knew Mike was insane. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you have yeah. to like you know use an axe or you need to shoot them in the head or use a range yeah. of melee weapons. And when you use like a knife, for example, and you're like really up close and personal. You have to use the momentum of you, you mm. swinging your hand to actually get it yeah. all the way through the skull. Yeah. Because if you just tap it, it's no, not going to penetrate the it skull. It could bite you as well, and then exactly. you're screwed. Did this remind you of patrolling the streets of London? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, it was just, it was the same thing. <laughs> you know. Fighters left and right. But, exactly. but it's strange if they, though, if they do Sounds those good. kind of things so well in terms of those kind of mechanics to really yeah. get that immersive feeling that then on the other hand they think like maybe we should introduce a stamina ball. Yeah, it's an RPG in a way with it those is. elements and it's like honestly I also don't like games where you have to constantly manage your food and stuff. I just want to play it in an arcadey way um, but it does make it more intense because you know mm. if you get bitten or something you do need to explore the world more. So it introduces... More of what the game is to offer, I think. Uh, but maybe, I like Sim, but like, th- did you find the stamina bar added to the experience? The, um, I, I, I stocked up with it plenty of supplies, so it didn't really <laughs> bother me that much. But, you know, I think having an option there maybe is something that the, the devs can take some feedback on if the community don't like it. And maybe they mm. can make an arcade sort of mode and just remove that element to it. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see what people think of it when they actually get their hands yeah, on the game. But I, I think on, on Steam it doesn't mention any of that. Uh, and mm. it's good to, good to kind of add that to the description. Because if you don't know, like that, that's a very important element for people to consider or yeah. not to consider. Yeah. Sorry, how um, does the stamina bar affect and restrict what you do? So what I'm asking is, like, are you able to swing the axe five times in sequence and it doesn't slow you down? Or do you find that your character, if, I don't know... Ha- so you can't ha- run, ha- for example, um, right. you know, when you're puffed out. And you, you can still swing the axe, but just maybe not yeah. just as efficiently as you probably could before. But Right, um, so, so it just, works how I think it would work. just well, nerfs you a little well, bit. Well, the, yeah. the thing is, you can, in the game, you can craft items and then upgrade certain strengths you have. So you can have more HP, you can have more mm. stamina, you can also make those bars longer so you can, like, swing more. And what I thought was very cool is that after you kill a zombie, you can grab their 
like their inside, their uh, how do you call it? The in, Intestines? Like, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can uh, spread it over yourself. And then they don't recognize oh, nice. you as a human. So you can just You can walk literally past follow the plot of The Walking Dead yes. and yeah. cover yourself in intestines. Yeah. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is worth mentioning, like when you stab a zombie in the, f- in the face, like with a knife and it's like jammed in their skull and they're dead, like the knife gets stuck in the skull with the resistance. So you have to grab its head yeah. and actually physically pull it out and it like i said it's That's got this cool. weighted feel to it just yeah. feels really satisfying although mike did you like because we're talking about the head but did you notice any physics with the body itself because i felt like the head was you know almost like a, a putting and i could just put everything in there but the mm-hmm. body itself like i couldn't chop their legs off i couldn't well you can kind of chop their arms off but not in the way you could do with their heads and you can't just throw an axe right into the middle of their torso. So it's only the head that seems mm-hmm. to be having the physics, but the rest is all just... Yeah, there's definitely more going on with the head than anywhere else in the body, yeah. I guess. To yeah. all people uh, tuning in right now, we're talking about a game. Yeah. And this is not a serial killer <laughs> podcast. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So what did you get the... up to this week, Mike? Well, I was knifing people in the face, and then yeah. the resistance of pulling a knife out of the eye socket was exactly. just intense. Exactly. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of serial killer podcasts on uh, out there. But <laughs> right. I so wanted to. I yeah. would so watch that. I would yeah. listen and watch four serial killers talking on a podcast. <laughs> Someone needs to do that, please. Yeah. So, so awesome. um, alongside obviously the zombie killing and everything else, uh, it is like an open world. Uh, so you you get around by using this little makeshift boat uh, because it's based in New Orleans and the whole area is flooded. So you move from area to area on like a little boat, and you've got a base where you can scavenge parts craft stuff add them to your backpack yeah. which is reminiscent of the backpack in um the gallery by yeah. cloudhead games yeah. uh, very similar you pull it over your shoulder and you've got little, little inventory yeah. slots there um but, uh, but just like say, a bit into... say... go on sorry go ahead well mike said open world but the way i played it didn't feel like an open world to me it was more of hey this this is an area i can explore a little bit but it definitely wasn't an open world game is it, is it of, open f- world in the sense of like like dying light different or something areas like no not dying light. smaller no. areas but you can do whatever you want if you know what i mean so you're not like you're not Asgard? it's not like a linear path it's more mm. sort of like you can you can choose to walk around infinitely if you wanted to for example is this a Did small you? world i would say it's a small world small. after all <laughs> <Small>. <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm too much distant sorry small little open worlds that you can explore so it's not like a, a vast no, that body small little areas. Is like you load into a new level so you jump into the boat yeah. then a loading screen appears and you uh, spawn at the next area okay. yeah exactly yeah. Um, but just like the TV show though the walkers aren't your biggest threat like it's other humans that you have to yeah. interact with and and in this world there are two warring factions one's called the reclaimed one's called the tower and basically there's this um, rumor out there that there's like a Cold War bunker somewhere that's full of supplies that can keep you going for for years on end. And that's your ultimate goal. And that's their goal as well. So you're kind of, you know, you sometimes have to befriend them, you know, use them to your advantage or turn them against each other, for example. So there's sort yeah. of elements of that. Mm-hmm. But also throughout the game, you're forced to make these kind of moral decisions, a bit like mm-hmm. the Telltale Walking Dead series. Yeah. But this time it's much, much harder to to choose these moral decisions because you're actually witnessing the repercussions of them firsthand, like you're actually there. So yeah. uh, they, they play out in, in in sometimes very brutal ways, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Um, That's cool. Yeah, you, like yeah. that you, you can you can really bargain with people, and you can really uh, choose for yourself. You can lie. You can mm. do everything in that sense. I, I remember from our uh, initial 
talk about this game that there was like a fairly intricate like inventory system mm-hmm. um also like in terms of crafting and that kind of stuff so yeah. is yeah. that uh were you impressed by that in general um so so we did I, I did a very small amount of crafting because at your base which is essentially like a, an old abandoned school bus in a graveyard you've got these like crafting stations for weapons health and gear and basically everything you gather throughout the missions you can take back and then use yeah. to craft stuff from there. So there, it, yeah. it, it is very in-depth, but I didn't get involved that much into it. In yeah, the so, so the way it works is that you explore the world. There are items everywhere that you can grab, like a brick or like an, an old can or whatever. And then if you look at it, it gives you stats of what it is. And yep. it gives you oh, like, cool. it, it shows, for example, oh, this is that much material of that. And then you take it back with you. You go to your, um, like your camp then you throw it into a bin and then it automatically uh, turns it into those materials. Uh, You don't have the materials physically, but then when you go to this crafting thing, it has all these these papers that you can grab. You can look at them Mm. and, as Mike said, you can craft weapons, although those take a while. And they're also bound to, I think... Is it level? They are bound the, to something. I don't know what it is. The day that you're on? Yeah. Oh, the day. It, yeah, it's like a yeah. day. It's a cycle. So every day, because you, you can sleep and then go to the next day. Sometimes you mm-hmm. have to do that to be able to travel to the next world or next level. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think the game's um, got a lot of potential, you know. Yeah, um, it does. It, it's coming out on PC on the 23rd of January. Yeah. Um, PSVR quarter one of 2020 and Oculus Quest quarter three of 2020. Um, oh, the really the interesting release as well. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's quite yeah, um, a detailed and complicated yeah. game. So it's it going to be a challenge, yeah. I think, for them to, to port it to Quest. But I'm very excited to see how it turns Looks out. Looks like Robo Recall, I imagine. In terms I, I guess of so. Fidelity. Yeah, definitely got to make some sacrifices on the visuals. But um, yeah. what what I found really interesting with this game is that, and this is the first time I've ever seen this for a VR game, is they're they're actually releasing some physical items, like physical edition items that you can buy when you like mm. pre-order the game, for example. Yeah. So um, in in like the real cinematic trailer, it follows the story of like a, a girl's backpack that's being like. Uh, stolen and then uh, you know it's it, it involved in this kind of walker outbreak um, and you can actually buy that as a physical item the backpack which doubles up as a VR headset carry case which I thought was like a really neat idea yeah. and they've also got like a, a thumb drive which is actually a severed thumb um, which again oh, it, it is kind of cool but this is the first time I've seen a, a VR game launch physical items with, with merch with, yeah. with a game it would be like merch yeah exactly yeah. so it's kind of interesting to see that you know we're slowly getting there yeah. where we're, we're games it, doing that as well skydance like skydance is of course a media company as well they have yeah. like a gaming division now although i, I feel like they're they're uh, moving fast because archangel was already pretty solid like the story line i had really was nice. liked archangel uh-huh. I've, I've finished that from the beginning up until the end and i thought it had a solid story as well yeah, um, but like yeah, Sky, Skydance themselves uh, are huge. You know, they're 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 the, they're producing the the latest Bond movie, for example. So that's the kind of level yeah. the studio is at. So, um, yeah. so yeah, really interesting game. Um, I I had fun with it. I thought it had some really interesting mechanics in it. So yeah, I'm interested I, to see what the community thinks. Yeah, you know, sure. you know what I think is nice from from the perspective of us talking about this game right now is that we got the opportunity to play the whole title we couldn't show everything but we could play the whole title so we can tell you if it's actually good or not it's not we played a demo and oh let's just hope it's gonna be a nice game but it it's 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 a solid one based on the series because you know we we all played the spider-man one we all played this and there have been so many walking dead titles before um Mm -hmm. and and yeah it seems to be a a good one to to play 
Yeah. yeah. Although definitely, we only played it on Rift, so we don't know what the input is going to be on other. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Reminds, we'll it reminds me of Telltale and their sad story. <laughs> yeah, but I miss it, Telltale now. It is linked to Skybound, who who obviously own the rights to the Walking Dead uh, IP, yeah. uh, which yeah. was also linked to Telltale. Yeah. So you know, it's got some it's got some decent backing behind yeah. it. And it's it's yeah. funny that uh, Servios has delayed their Walking Dead title. So it's maybe they saw this one. They're like, hmm, maybe we should work on it more, or yeah. or they're trying to stay out of their each other with the launch because. As you yeah. said, you are constantly mentioning that there is another one because it's yeah. super yeah. confusing. It is confusing. Yeah, it is. That's a yeah, really good point. I'm glad they've they done that, though. That makes a lot of sense. Just imagine if they would launch on the same time. Like, people <laughs> would just by accident get, so like, weird, the wrong game. That would be so weird. And, and they're two very different games. Like, from yeah, what I played yeah. of Onslaught at Gamescom, very. it was very arcadey and doesn't have mm. any of the crafting uh-huh. elements to it, but it does have this kind of visceral melee yeah. uh, system, which is similar to... Uh, Saints and Sinners, but like I said, the game is called Saints and Sinners because you can play it either way. You can be a complete does, douche or you can does help. Any people. of them actually uh, of those two games, does it have multiplayer? No, uh, people, a lot of people asked about co-op actually. I think that would have been a nice addition to the game, but it just it's one of those games a bit like the Telltale series that is probably better off experienced on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also the service one is the arcade. No, again, single player. Yeah, that's 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 rough because I mean that's something that. Yeah, and if they co-op did, in, a, in a game like that would really, really yeah. shine. I guess you can do it in Arizona and it, Sunshine at the moment, but but if they and, did, um, they're gonna do for they are gonna do a survival mode for sure, where it's like, oh, let's shoot some zombies, <laughs> but not like an actual storyline that is involved with yeah. like more players. Yeah. That's so needed, though. That would be. So I know, cool. yeah. Like co-op, usually when there's a new co-op title coming out, it's like so exotic. It's like, wow, we can finally play together again. Yeah, Time. co-op is Look, awesome. We're asking where the bar is keep going up, I know, and we keep asking for more and more, and Devs are like, come on, we deliver you all this stuff. Just play it. Enjoy it. Stop yeah. bitching about various aspects of the game that may or may not be a status bar, you know, stamina bar. Yeah. Um, I had a question about the Reclaimers, though. That, uh, I do quote, follow the, 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 the TV show pretty closely. Um, I don't think they were part of that, so this is like new story material, right? Yeah, so because it's based in New Orleans, um, you've got these two warring factions, the Tower and the Reclaimed. And um, yeah, they've both got different styles. Uh, I won't spoil anything. Um, So yeah, it it depends which ones you want to side with, basically, or you can play them off each other either way. I I watched The Walking Dead the last season, but it has nothing to do, as far as I know, with this game. It has elements from it. Like, for example, you know, you can act like you're a zombie with throwing everything over you, but it's not the story (laughs) that is tied to... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that is the the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Um, when they can play this week, excited, excited for that one now. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely worth checking out. It'd be interesting to see what you think of it, Zim, because I know you like those kind of RPG oh, sort huge, of games. Huge into yeah. zombie games. Um, I, one question for you: playtime, start to finish, or do you uh, not f- know fifteen hours touted. Wow, feck me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a decent decent right. amount of uh, of content there for sure, and there's a lot of voice acting and everything else going on there. Voice yeah. acting is is solid as well. If it, if it is any good as the trailers were, then uh, then yeah. it's, it's very well, As long as you know how to manage your resources, you can clock in 15 hours. If you don't know, it's going to be even longer. Oh, and you can smoke in this game as well. You mm. can you can put a cigarette in your mouth and light it up. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> as a non-smoker uh, and having played Blood and Truth and several other games, like I Expected to Die, where you can smoke, smoking in VR is cool. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. Only in VR, the kids. <laughs> Only in VR. 
Um, right, so that is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Let's get into uh, the news. Actually, before I get into the news, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have some interactive elements of today's podcast, uh, including Zim's quiz, uh, which will be in replacement of the releases, and our highs and lows of VR in 2019, which is our main topic of today's show. Um, so if you want to play along with the quiz and you want to cast your votes, all you need to do is open up the web page, which is www.slido.com, and that's S-L-I-D-O.com. Or you can download the Slido app on your mobile devices. And then once you've got that up and running and to one side, uh, later on we'll give you the, sh- the, the sort of codes to access the rooms, and then you can cast your votes, and then we can show them on screen as well as read out uh, what you voted for. It's going to be a lot of fun, yeah. I think. Uh, this, this is the first time we've ever tried an interactive element of the show, so really looking forward and, to and seeing what you And it's called think. Zim's Quiz. That sounds like a like a fixed element of the show already, like well, Zim's it, quiz. It was My funny because we, we, we almost had a little quiz. Was it last week's show or the week before that? And it was just so yeah. much fun. Oh, so yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about this. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It, so, it, it's um, it, it's gonna be a fun interaction piece, I think. Yeah. So, cool. Um, and it's it, easy to get into. I put it in the chat, by the way. Yeah, nice one. So yeah, so get uh, www.slido.com up or get it ready on your mobile devices and we'll be doing that uh, after the news. So let's get into the we'll news first. Give you first. the relevant hashtag once we get there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the first bit of news this week is sort of both good and bad news. And that's because headsets have been selling out like crazy <laughs> over the holidays. Um, in particular, the Oculus Quest and the Valve Index. And I think it's great that we, you know, we have a broad interest in these devices now. You know, it's getting wider and wider. But it does suck for those people out there that were really hoping for a headset for the holidays and for some reason didn't get an opportunity to buy one because they were out of stock, for example. Um, so let us know in the chat, by the way, either if you got a headset over the holidays or and let us know which one you got. And also if you had to wait and you're kind of like waiting for the stock to come back, to come back in. Um, because I did a bit of research about how long you have to wait nowadays if you're looking for a headset. So I've got it based on the different regions. What happened? What happened? It, like, it, this, it, is, this is never a conversation. No, and it's kind of interesting. It's weird. This generally only happens around a launch of a headset, you know, that yeah. there's limited stock. It's, but, it's um, going mainstream, Mike. Exactly. We're sort of seeing that more sort of broader interest in VR. And I think Half-Life Alex has definitely had a big uh, part to play in this and, yeah. and also the Quest as well because of its, you know, it, it's been going everywhere online. You know, everyone's talking about it and it's kind of like the hot thing for this Christmas, I think. Yeah, um, yeah so, I've even had people come up to me uh, who know that I do some VR stuff. It's like, yeah. oh man, you know. You guys are so lucky because you get Half Life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, yeah. wow! Yeah, you VR really people and yeah. and VR the like people. Oculus Quest hashtag on Twitter was well, it wasn't trending, but there were so many people using it constantly. Yeah. I saw tweets coming by of people uh, mm. unwrapping it under the Christmas tree, trying yeah. it out with their grandmas and. Yeah, and weirdly today, like even even today, like my wife, um, who you know she dabbles in VR every now and again. Beat Saber is her favorite. She actually said to me today, "Oh, while you're planning the podcast, can you bring the Quest down so I can play Beat Saber?" <laughs> She's never done that before. So, like wow. we're seeing we're seeing a change here for sure in the type yeah. of people that are interested in these devices. Um, but of course, this means that they're out of stock. But I've got you some information here. So if you want a sixty-four gigabyte Oculus Quest and you live in the UK, if you order one now, they're going to be shipping around the 17th of January. So, you know, a few weeks to wait, but not too bad. In Europe, it's better. Um, You only have to wait until the 7th of January before it ships. 
However, get this right, if you live in the US and you want a 64 gigabyte Oculus Quest from Oculus Direct, you're going to have to wait until February the 25th <laughs> until it ships. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy, but man. But here, like in Europe, it's fine. I think you can just yeah. buy one. It's not the problem. Canada, but it, it's fine as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah as like I said, you know, if you live in Europe, they'll, they'll ship by the 7th so, of January. And I've, I've heard a few people as well. So if, like, if you're here in the UK, there's a few places you can go to get a Quest still uh, that have them, like Curry's and stuff like that. So exactly. Buying straight from Oculus and buying from brick-and-mortar shops, like, again, exhaust the brick-and-mortar shops as your first chance, I think, before doing the online order. And then if you don't have that facility, online's your only bet. Get yeah. in early. Same with uh, Best Buy stores. You know, they might have some stock lying yeah. around, but you can always check their stock online, which is really useful nowadays. Yeah. Um, if you want a 128 gigabyte Oculus Quest in the UK, it's it's a lot better situation. Um, <laughs> you only have to wait till the 2nd of January until it oh. ships, so only yeah. a week. Same deal in Europe as well. However, in the USA, again, uh, you're going to have to wait till the 21st of February. Wow. Um, May yeah. I just say, as someone who waited more than five months for my DK2 to show up, affect <laughs> a lot of you for complaining uh, for this. Yeah. yeah. Five yeah. days? Feck yeah. off, right? Hey, <laughs> dude, you don't, dude, you might see the original one. struggles. Dude, you might see one came late. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, these people don't even know they're born. Um, but yeah, also, of course, the Oculus uh, official link cable is completely sold out in the US. Uh, obviously, still no news oh. that it's coming to the UK or Europe but, yet. The, the only thing is, like, like on one side, I would say, like, wow, people understand what the Oculus link is and what it does. But on the other side, it's like, how big is this stock in the first place? Right? Yeah, we didn't we didn't know that metric, of <laughs> no, course. So um, it's a good marketing. Plus, it's good marketing material, though. It sounds yeah. great. Like, sold like out. Like, wow. They, they only bring, like, five hours in a store and then <laughs> yeah. they go, like, yep, they're all sold yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah. Most yeah. popular headset. <laughs> I've heard from an insider, they had at least eight cables in stock. Eight? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're after an Oculus Rift S, however, there is good news. Um, they're going to be shipping uh, 3rd of January if you're in the UK, 31st of December if you're in Europe. So you really don't have to wait very long in Europe if you want one. Mm. Uh, in the USA, there is a slight delay, uh, but it's going to be the 16th of January. So just a couple of weeks delay for the Rift S. It makes um, sense. It makes sense because I don't think they want to make more... Um, based off that, because it's not a good indicator, because Christmas is always mm. more, right? Certainly, if you've looked at, like, review metrics and stuff like that, like, the Quest, I reckon, must be outpacing the Rift S, like, 8 to 1, at least, I think. Um, it's, it's really been a big push Quest over the last few months, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you want to order a Valve Index, even the Index is completely sold out in all the regions, and even the individual components, such as the controllers, base stations, and headsets, are all completely sold I, out. I'm surprised by that, because, again, it's very expensive. But it a, is. But apparently Half-Life is enough to... Yeah. But again, we don't know the stock, so it's a mixed bag, but... Exactly, exactly. Uh, so with the Valve Index, all you have is the option to get notified when they're back in stock through Steam. Um, but, of course, this sort of shortage of headsets have driven up some prices in the second-hand market, mm. with a lot of people knowing that there's going to be limited supplies. So there's scalpers yeah. out there that have bought the limited stock, and now they're bumping up the prices on eBay, for example. And I've seen 64 big gigabyte Oculus Quests for as high as a thousand US dollars. That's crazy. And indexes as high as two grand. Um, so obviously we wouldn't recommend buying a headset this way and we'd suggest holding out until more stock is available. Some people really want one. Like that's what I did with my Nintendo Switch. Paid way too much, but I, yeah. I had to get one on launch. Yeah, I do understand <laughs> the thirst is real, but you know, for me, I would say like hold tight, hold tight if you can. No, you can it, buy it, mine. <laughs> Rowdy's willing to sell his. 
You'll sign five it as grand. well for a premium. Five grand. Yeah. Well, if I, if I could, I, if I could sell my my uh, Valve Index for two K at the moment, yeah, uh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> more, more Lamborghinis for Nathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm um, only just waiting. You're like talking to scalpers. I'm like, I'm one of the scalpers. I'm still waiting to sell my box CV1. Immaculate uh, condition, straight from the factory, yeah, totally sealed. <laughs> yeah, you wait. You that'll become, become a collector's item one day for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a great sign. Uh, you know, we've like you say, we've never seen this before other than like around a product launch. Yeah. So to see it over the holidays is, is really great. And I know a lot of tech websites were really bigging up the Quest as like this year's like must have yeah. tech uh, present, so it is really really cool to yeah, see that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, the shortages in VR headsets over the holidays, <laughs> and next up is some news about the Oculus Link cable because um, last week we were concerned actually that the official cable didn't ship with a clip uh, because it wasn't mentioned in any of the promotional material and it wasn't shown on the picture either. Even like the picture that shows it connected to a quest, uh, the cable was just running straight down and it wasn't clipped to the headset. Like we, we demoed a, a OC six. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were a little bit concerned about that because obviously you want it out the way when you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then we've learned that obviously the, sh- the, the, the official cable does include, uh, a clip, um, but just like we mentioned before, it's currently out of stock in the US mm. and it's not listed for sale in the UK or Europe yet. Although if you, well, that's for the VR enthusiasts that also own an Oculus Rift S, then you can use the clip on your Rift S and just put it on your, I think it's the same one, but uh, you can um, use isn't it. it. Isn't it the same as the original CV1 you mean? No, the or one it, on the Rift S, there is also a clip there. Oh, you there can is. just, uh, you know, take it off and put it on uh. your Quest for now until... It does arrive. Yeah, and I guess if you if you lose it, you could also probably three pr- D print one. Yeah. I'd imagine someone's put it on Thingiverse by now. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's that's the update about the link cable. It does come with a clip, so you can tie nice. the cable away, just, which just, is nice. Just bring it to Europe as well, please. Thank you. Yes, please. Yeah, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, but while we're on the subject of the Oculus Quest, and you know, we touched on this very briefly earlier when Zim mentioned about his highlight of the week with Cubism being like the hand-tracked sort of demo, mm. um, there's a few other experiences that you can try and test out the hand-tracking uh, uh, feature with some games and experiences, because there isn't any native available on Quest right now other than just the menu system. Um, so it's kind of nice to try out with some actual games. Um, but of course, these are all only available via SideQuest. Um, so the experiences and demos available right now are virtual piano. So you can play uh, a virtual piano with like your little fingers uh, tickling the ivories, as they as they say. <laughs> um, you've then got Cubism, which is the one that Zim highlighted at the yeah. beginning. You've then got a really weird um, one called Hand Tracking Demos, just very generic name, but it's actually a separate app. Should be called Choo Choo VR. It's about a playset uh, train that goes around a track, and you can control it and get let it make noises and get smoke out. It's kind of cool, but you it, you need a big room to be able to like get on hands and knees and inspect it. Yeah. I've done that one and the piano one. The piano one is like, if if you could go underneath a piano yeah. and lift up the keys yeah. and let them clink down, you know, off of your fingers like they were French fries falling yeah, off your yeah, front. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like that. It's like the French fry keyboard. Let me tell you, no one's going to be playing Bach on that thing. That is not an easy thing to play. <laughs> okay, noted. Uh, the other one is VR Workout, uh, and the most popular one is an app called Sunshard. I don't know if you did you get you didn't see that one. Yes, I played Sunshard. Oh, you um, did. So Sunshard is interesting because it kind of uh, it gives you a really weird feeling in your hands, almost like a phantom thing, because you can uh, get little swords coming out of your fingernails, 
and then you can attack all these little <laughs> micro creatures like the original Sun Shard demo, which had this beautiful wobbly tushy on one of the characters. You have all these little micro guys now, and you can just slice them up. So you've basically got saber fingers, um, and you can also pick the guys up gently and hurl them and all this kind of stuff. So from a physics perspective, that's quite uh, interesting. Of the lot, Cubism would be my favorite. Sun yeah. Shard's kind of next, and then that train demo. The piano one is a little bit dodgy. It's worth a download, but... So in Sun Shard, you can spank... A little wobbly tushy, did you say? The other Sun Shard. So oh. there was the Sun Shard demo. Um, Sun Shard is a, is a game that's in development at the moment. The, the hand-tracking demo is a separate install. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Yeah. Um, and the final one is Rock, Paper, Scissor Championships. Oh. Um, now, unfortunately, this is just against AI, but I think if it was, like, uh, multiplayer, I think this would be, like, super fun. If you could just yeah. if you could just have voice pass through and just play Rock, Paper, Scissors with yeah. people, I think that would be hilarious. Oh, totally. Um, so you should if, definitely if, make that happen. If I can make a request, I want to see Weightless on quest weightless weightless okay. the one that was for leap motion where you ha- were in a space station and you could just oh, play around yeah. with all these uh, things that were flying around yeah in zero gravity yeah, yeah. i remember that yeah. yeah yeah it's also worth mentioning actually that the team at richie's plank experience are currently mm-hmm. testing out integration of hand tracking into their game which would totally make sense for that game because huh. what do you really need controllers for other than to push a lift button so yeah no, um, smart smart yeah that would be really, really cool when they actually eventually release that, and I, I really hope they do. PD has mentioned as well that Gravity Labs just added hand tracking to their game. So developers are obviously racing to the punch Testing. with this one, firstly yeah. because it's fun, uh, secondly because I think it's actually quite a good system. It, certainly for me, I had more fun with it than I thought I was going to have. So yeah. do, it's worth the steps of SideQuest. Um, it's, it's funny, there are already more demos than uh, I think we ever had on Leap Motion because the quest is so hot. So everyone yeah. is like suddenly jumping onto it. People yeah. are now talking about hand tracking like it's the, the newest thing ever. Well, it's been around for a while, but that's, yeah. that's uh, again, good news. Yeah, I think, you know, I can't wait to see it integrating in apps like Big Screen and, you know, like uh, VR Chat and, and like Horizon when it eventually launches. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really smart of yeah, them to probably. do that. Um, of course, if there you want the update, just 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 make sure you've got the latest update and then just restart your headset and it should be uh, featured in under experimental features in your settings. It's one tip that I, again, if I wasn't told this, I wouldn't know it. So I'll just repeat it. Sure. Uh, if you want to bring up the Oculus menu when you've got your hands being tracked, you turn your palm to you and you pinch your finger down like that. Yeah. And that will bring the Oculus menu up. Now, in these demos, I noticed that unlike in the Oculus home interface, you turn your hand around and it actually turns with a blue outline. So you know that it's kind of activating something special. Mm-hmm. Um, in the demos, they, they aren't doing that at the moment. So it still works, uh, but just wanted to let you know in case yeah. that you wanted to get back to your home desktop yeah. to quit the app or whatever. It really helps kind of getting in and out of those demos. Nice. Also, since there are more people tuning in right now, maybe it's good to mention once again that we are running a interactive thing soon. Yes, yes. So we've got a few more news segments, but yeah, down, download uh, the Slido app on your mobile devices or check out Slido, yeah. www.slido.com and yeah. you can take part in sort of like our highs and lows of VR and also Zim's quiz, which we're going to be running uh, in a little bit. <laughs> you keep calling it that. It's funny because it's like, I, just note, I didn't brand it that. So if it doesn't fit with the content, you know, yeah. it's just all going to be about Kenojo, really. Yeah. So. It's in the chat as well, uh, once again. Okay, yeah. 
Um, so let's move on then. The next bit of news this week comes from Zach Brown, uh, the lead developer at Zubelo Productions, uh, the team that made Vertigo and are currently making the anticipated upcoming sequel uh, called Vertigo 2. Uh, because this week via Twitter, Zach announced that the original Vertigo game, which originally released on Steam like three years ago, is actually going to get fully remastered. Um, so he stated in his tweet, it's a complete overhaul of the 2016 title, utilising modern tech. Brand new systems created for Vertigo 2, updated, le- updated level designs, enemies, and bosses. So if you're like me and you missed on Vertigo uh, the first time round, hopefully you'll get an opportunity to check it out in the remastered version before the sequel releases. Uh, but there's no word on a release date just I think yet. I the that's the plan in a way to do that. I hope so, so people can understand yeah. what they are playing in the second. That would be smart, yeah. I um, think he's being incredibly smart. Um, and I say that because the game feels like a Half-Life game. Uh, it gives a great sense of presence. I think, just like Boneworks, he should totally capitalize on this. I see this as an incredibly intelligent and strategic move. Absolutely. And I can also, like Nate, thumb up this game. Nathy recommended it to me. I went and played it. I haven't finished it yet, but actually I might hold off now because it's <laughs> like what this, what we're showing now live yeah. um, it looks freaking sweet, it to does. be honest. And, and, and it's much more than a Half-Life clone. I think it like stands mm-hmm, yeah. on its own exactly. in itself. Uh, it's a, from from level design up until like the, the, the underlying story yeah. up until like the way that the, uh, the, the mechanics are implemented is just, uh, it's like I mean, I think we even highlighted that in our best VR game a while ago that we yeah. that we that we played Vertigo two, uh, but for me that's definitely uh, top of the list there just because it, it feels so well done, um, and it's not for nothing that this guy was hired to work on Half Life Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean the, the expectations that we have from this guy are high, but he fills I, them in every I, time. I, I, but it's not just that, right? It's it's also. So it's not just like the game design. It's it like the audio, the comedy. It like it, yeah. it does not feel. If you play the Vertigo two demo, for instance, it that does not feel like it's coming from a small team. Mm-hmm. It really feels like double A. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. And and right now, go go yeah. try that demo, please. It's a must. Yeah, according, according to Mark P, Vertigo remastered will be free to existing Vertigo owners. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, like uh, Zim said, like the Vertigo 2 demo is available for free yeah. right now on Steam, and it works with all PC VR headsets, so you don't have to have an index. And like you know, we we really highly rated the demo yeah. um, because and and it's got those Portal and Half Life vibes because Zach has been working at Valve, uh, the lead yeah. developer from Zublo has been working at Valve for the last two years. It's, he, it's actually actually it's fair to say the other way around. Half-Life Alex will have Vertigo 2 vibes. Absolutely, because it's likely that he <laughs> yeah. worked on Half-Life Alex. Oh, right. uh, he definitely worked on the lab updates um, and it's, also the Moondust demo for the index controllers. Like more developers should reboot their titles for next year. It's the best time ever. If you released a game three years ago, I think you can sell way more copies next year. Yeah, you, you could just like re-release it as a remaster and add some yeah. new features for, for sure. 100% yeah. Because really I think most people do it on didn't. Quest 2. Yeah, because most people didn't play Vertigo uh, one uh, three yeah. years ago. Most people didn't, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a bit like Cloudhead. You know, they could re-release the gallery episodes yeah, they could. Yeah, and, they and could. do some tweaks to that. And, and again, yeah. I think it would be much more popular than the first. Maybe time maybe, maybe 2020 is going to be also the year of remasters or reboots. Mm. I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But I think like this is a message that I often say to developers as well is like you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you've got the development skill to be able to produce a quality VR title. Mm-hmm. Again. Look at Tetris. Yeah. That's Cubism. Look at uh, Counter Strike. That's Pavlov. Mm. Look at this. That's 
Half-Life, yeah. dare I say it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, look at look at old classics that, you know, weren't VRified and VRify them, and you might yeah. make a mint off of that. I mean, it, yeah. do, it doesn't... You don't necessarily need the fanciest the graphics or the best-looking yeah. game to have the solid core that someone's going to latch onto. Look at Beat Saber. Who, who would have ever thought that would be a you know multi-million dollar yeah. game? But there you go. Plus, this man scores with a demo as well. Like, you can play it for free and get an idea of what yeah. it is. Most titles don't have a demo. You have to buy it and then find out. But with this one, it's like, wow, demo, sold, buy. Yeah. yeah. True passion project that, that oh, game yeah. is. Totally. Um, so that is Vertigo um, getting a remake, uh, hopefully before Vertigo 2 launches, which again will be sometime in 2020. Uh, the next bit of news this week is that we're likely going to be getting a cool TV show soon, uh, which explores the concept of a true world scale virtual world, which we would obviously commonly refer to as uh, the metaverse. Now, it's interesting because this phrase, the metaverse, was actually created by author Neil Stevenson, who wrote the best-selling sci-fi cyberpunk classic called Snow Crash, uh, which released back in 1992. And this book is being adapted into a TV show by the same name by HBO Max. So uh, we might get a yeah, Snow Crash TV show. Uh, if you're not familiar about the book, I've got like the synopsis of it here. And it basically says, enter the metaverse, cyberspace, home to avatars and software demons, where anything and just about everything goes. Newly available on the street, the metaverse's main drag is Snow Crash, a cyber drug. Trouble is that Snow Crash is also a computer virus and something more, because once taken, it affects, infects the person behind the avatar and Snow Crash bleeds into reality. Huh. Uh, cool. Which is really bad news for Hero, a freelance hacker and the Metaverse's best sword fighter, and YT, a skateboard courier, street imp, and mouthy teenage girl. Because reality was shitty enough before someone started messing with it. Exploring linguistics, religion, computer science, politics, philosophy, cryptography, and the future of pizza delivery. Snow Crash is a riveting, breakneck adventure into the fast-approaching future. That's why it's so popular. Sounds I'm awesome. Saying it. Have any Chapter of you guys uh, read this book or heard of it? Not yet. <laughs> no. I almost read no books. I almost read zero books for the yeah. last like oh. decade. Yeah, everything I'm, else, I do too much other reading. I'm so uh, no. I'm in the same boat. Although I'm using the metaphors a lot, so maybe I should give some credits to the man. Yeah, absolutely. Because this game, I mean, sorry, this book is well worth your time because uh, it was nominated for both the British Science Fiction Award in 1993 and the Arthur C. Clarke Award in 1994 and also yeah. featured in Time Magazine's all-time top 100 books list. Oh. It's it's in all kinds of top lists. It from is. Anyone who's like techie, I generally see them rating Snow Crash. So Audible probably. Someone says listening to Snow Crash, uh, Jamie Cruz says listening to Snow Crash on Audible right now. Like, literally, in conjunction with a podcast, are you dual listening? I know there's some people who do that. It's like yeah. left and right ear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you took a little bit of that snow crash powder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a great idea, you know, listening to the audio version, because um, that's that's how I listen to Ready Player One. I, I listen to the audio book, and yeah, it was a great way and, to experience that. So I would highly recommend... And I listen to that at 2.5 the speed of it, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly, that's what I mean. Like, people will uh, listen to podcasts at, at 2x speed as yeah. well, just to kind of cut through it, get the get the get it in my brain faster, faster. Um, but I do find... Like, I find the, audio, the audible format or audiobook format good unless you don't like the speech artist who's, who's saying it or they, yeah or you have one person who tries to put on particular accents like there was an american trying to put on some british accents and it's like every time that character comes up you're like please shoot me someone <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, the blessings of being not native english <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, sadly we don't have a release date yet, but obviously we know that it's in the works and it's likely going to be coming sometime in 2020. So that's a TV show uh, to keep your eye on for sure. I was referencing World War Z there for anyone else who's interested in the audio version of that, because when that has several characters in it that are very annoying, you might be better off reading the old uh, yeah. paper white version. Mm. Ready Player One, however, is narrated by Will Wheaton, who's got a um, beautiful Oof. voice. So He does have a nice voice. I did the same thing, Mike. I, I yeah. followed the same path for it. Eargasmic. Great audiobook, especially if you've only seen the movie, because there's a lot going on in the book that's really, really cool. <laughs> Um, I, so yeah. I thought the I thought the audiobook was better and the book in general was better than the film. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but the 100%. film just had needed more hours to cram the whole story in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They didn't do a bad job. They just they just took it off a different path than I think I was expecting them to do with some scenes, and mm. it's good. It was it was accessible, and that's what they wanted the, to do. The romance. Yeah, we actually dived really deep into Ready Player One on the podcast. Remember when we were talking oh, about yeah. like theories and reading parts of books, and we were really into it when it was out. Oh dang! I think yeah. It's over a year ago now, so you it's can go back and listen. Why are we doing that? March yeah. twenty eighteen. Oh, it's been five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, yeah. final bit of news this week is about feel real. Um, you might remember this strange device, as we talked about it on the podcast some time ago. And it was actually a Kickstarter campaign, and this device sort of attaches to the underside of your <laughs> VR headset using magnets <laughs> and <laughs> delivers a range of different scents. Uh, Beat Saber on, smells, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you could actually buy Beat Saber smells until I think they got told to take the Beat Saber <laughs> branding out of their advertising campaign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they had a range of smells for different VR games and experiences. Um, but alongside this kind of smell vision uh, you also had additional features such as like a little fan that can deliver wind, heat, water mist, and also vibrations straight to your face. Um, so despite the accessory being <laughs> completely crazy, they actually managed to raise 140,000 US dollars in funding through Kickstarter and also were selling the kits on Indiegogo as well. And they were due to be shipped out in August this year, which, of course, we've surpassed now. Um, but The unit price itself was around 250 bucks, so it wasn't even cheap. It was actually quite expensive. Um, and I was actually one of those crazy people that backed <laughs> this thing. Nice. Um, I should have learnt my lesson, really, by, you know, after Pimax, and, but, you know, anyway. Uh, it was just so absurd that I just needed to try it out for myself, so I, I backed it, but um, obviously I haven't got my hands on it yet. Um, and there's been a bit of, a, like, a, you know, a community, they've been asking, like, where is this thing? Uh, and they recently provided an update. Now, uh, in their update, they said that the information we have received from the FDA is that they consider all types of vaping devices dangerous to people. Since the Feel Real mask is technically a vaping device, we've had to start a new round of testing and improving the product to get a permission for mask production and sales. Uh, we didn't know about the possible danger when we started to work on the mask concept, and we do care about our users' health. So if we don't get approval after the new series of tests, we'll have to close the project. We're terribly sorry for the inconveniences, but there's nothing we can do at this moment. That's what you call research. Like, you research before you make something, right? If it's... yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, they were saying that they couldn't imagine that the mask would fall under such restrictions. But of course, you know, vaping uh, has become like a big hot topic, uh, both in the US and, and Europe and the UK, um, for like the health uh, consequences of vaping. You know, they, they initially thought, yeah, it's much better than smoking, but mm. I think it comes with its own health risks okay. as well. Okay, boomer. 
yeah. <laughs> Not that I know. I, I don't smoke, but no, apparently you sound just, like a boomer right now. This is just research that I've done um, because apparently, due to new regulations from the FDA, which obviously have to approve these products for sale in the US, and if you're yeah. even manufacturing these products in the US and you want to sell them abroad, mm. you still have to have FDA approval. Um, mm. But yeah, a lot of people apparently have died and had serious like. Um, illnesses from vaping so they've kind of put yeah. like a, a bit of like a ban on it until they can be individually approved um so this is where sort of like the feel real falls under that category and now they've kind of like put it uh, a hold on it so unless they can resolve this mm. it's kind of going to be dead in the water and, and maybe but back as like me anything about like the you know the technical aspects of this kind of device because i know they towered like 250 smells mm. um but i haven't really like how First off, how do they get to the 250 smells? Mm -hmm. And second off, like, I know humans can distinct over maybe like 10,000 different kinds of smells. Yeah. yeah. So 250 is like a, a very small portion unless they take like, you know, the very broad category. That smells rotten. That smells like fresh grass. That yeah. smells like... But they, they sold it with the games. So with every game, it's like more yeah. specific, less specific and... Exactly. So they had like a, a scent pack that was tailored to Skyrim, for example, and Beat Saber. What Beat Saber smells like, I have no idea. But the idea was that you'd have like maybe eight modules, I think it was, in in these the, these packs. And they so would release... eight modules is then eight different smells? Or yeah. would they also mix yeah. in order to create a new smell? I think there, was, would... there, were, there was an idea that they would mix, but really like whether you could discern the difference... And it would make a, a distinctive new smell is like something we don't know. The thing, the thing that I didn't like about the technology is um, it, it's a bit broad based in terms of how it worked. I understood, mm -hmm. so it was it was working off of the fact of like colors on a screen. So it's like similar to those uh, units that do hot and cold when they see hot or cold temperatures. <laughs> it's like a lot of temperatures. Like blood on a screen. It's like all of a sudden red roses. roses. Yeah, <laughs> <I> smell roses. <laughs> like you could, you could. Uh, the, the thing is, if you don't have an almost perfect sync between those two, mm -hmm. it's going to be a very unsatisfactory user experience. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not necessarily true for all devices. I like my subpack, for instance, and that just does any bassy volumes, you're going to get a shake. Right. Uh, anything in that frequency band is going to shake it. It's not straight from the app, right? And, and still, like, I mean, with, with most of the games that we play, um, for example, Skyrim, for example, Resident Evil, they all have a certain atmosphere that kind of stays the same throughout the entire game. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would still get a scent candle then. You know, so get a, they, you have a scent candle for Resident Evil. Like they did release one, out. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, that's but such you a bad can, idea. They do. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah, like, I know. Open flame when you're in VR is not a good <laughs> idea. I'm going to say this again. Open flame is not a good idea. Nah. You're going to burn your place down. <laughs> you, you, it's happened. It's literally happened. There was a dude who had his eyes open, and he fucking nearly burned down his house, and he killed someone oh. next door in uh, in Japan. It's like, like that meme, isn't it, where Japan. like the fire's going on around you, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, it's fine. Yeah. It's far away. It's fine. So, so does that mean that I can... Now watch all those beautiful, beautiful uh, 360s of my home country and just smoke weed in the meanwhile. Apparently so, yeah, apparently so. Nice. Now that's <laughs> um, what we are talking about. Now yeah. suddenly the, 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 the quest sells out in, in Holland <laughs> yeah. because everyone heard you can now smoke weed with a module underneath it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, hands-free. <laughs> or in California, maybe, yeah. The only time <laughs> yeah. I've ever tried anything like this, um, I don't know if you guys, I know Zim has tried something, maybe you can tell us about that experience. Wait, wait, we're not talking about weed here, we're talking no, no, no. about... <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're talking about like... Uh, let's, let's focus here in the conversation a little bit. 
like lost the list. Yeah, like smell-o-vision devices. Um, oh, when I was God. in um, Florida, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I, I, I tried one does, does at the, theme park. Does the scent already come back, Zim? Does it come oh, back even already? Not. Jeez, is, it, is it back penetrating your nostrils? No, Mike, Mike is trying to talk about his one. I'll talk about mine next. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. go on, Mike. Um, so yeah, I, I got to try out a theme park ride called Soaring, which is in uh, Disneyland in Florida. I think it's at Epcot, from what I remember. Um, but you, 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 get, you basically swing your legs and you watch a giant yeah. screen, yeah. Um, but they pump in different smells. So when you're like fl- soaring over Africa and you can see the elephants, you can basically smell all like the grass and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, you fly over like a waterfall and it's all like wa- water and stuff. So, and that was kind of cool. So I am intrigued about this device, obviously, because I backed it. But it is going to be interesting to like. I think I backed it just because I wanted to see what it did yeah. and how it performs. Mm. I, 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 I was smart to back it. I mean, like uh, having done smell-o-vision, right? <laughs> With uh, oh, what was that? Um, a very unpronounceable South Park title name. Uh, the, so something butthole or whatever. The, this wasn't the stick of truth. No, oh, wasn't the, the other one was the no. fractured butthole. The fractured uh, butthole. That's butthole. the one. Thank yeah. you, Mike. I love that title. Um, and and. They had the nauseous riff, which was meant to be a joke, but it looked like a proper prop. And you could play this at EJX here in the UK. And they'd strap this thing that just went around your nose. You could still see, and you were just looking at a monitor, so it wasn't a VR game. Um, but what happened every time one of the characters on screen, usually Eric Cartman, uh, farted, you'd smell it, and it would it would it would make a noise. Firstly, it was an audible noise, and it would squirt at you enough particulate that I could feel it going into my beard. Wow. <laughs> and then it stayed in my beard, and it made me actually feel quite nauseous wow. when I've actually got quite a strong anti-nausea <laughs> kind of appetite. But it was, it, like, people were waiting in line. People were waiting in line. I'm not joking. People were waiting in line, like, four hours to try this thing. And then they had you up on this massive screen while you're there getting squirted at. It was the weirdest thing. You could only, see the, I got to you, try you could only see the eyes, right? The reaction with the eyes, like... This is, you could you could totally see the eyes. I'm sure I got a clip of it somewhere. I'll have to share wow. it at some point. But uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's I think that technology is definitely coming. My thought with the feel reel was like, first off, it's a magnetic interface. I don't want that to mess up with the save system of the of any headset, right? That has it on board and yeah. bringing any kind of strong enough magnet close enough could interfere. And the second thing is it was meant to rumble. And so if you're rumbling, surely that's just going to shake my vision. You know, it's like, yeah. do you really want that? So I, I like the concepts, though, of, of smell uh, because they're, they've been properly integrated with, like, Japanese cinema in a few places. And I know in the States, like you said, like Disney, they have it in a few areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just can like, enhance. Like smell diffusers, like more yeah. like, you know, diffuse yeah, they, the they, entire room. Yeah, they, those do exist. Stuff. Because I, I tried a few uh, ones at an arcade where they had just like this this haptic floor and then you could play with four players shooting zombies and stuff. And they had these diffusers on the sides just pumping yeah. in like... If, uh, if you could so just that's, like that's the decouple, same way to do it. Just decouple the diffuser from the actual yeah. device on the yeah, headset that, that, that's, and not have it go directly up your nostril, but... Yeah. That would mm. that that would get around the yeah. FDA approval probably as well. And also when I went to the Efteling, you know, for those that for disabled people, this VR experience, they were also just using diffusers uh, from a distance. So yeah, I think that's way safer than having, you know, it, yeah, going straight into yeah. your face yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. like like, so, like, like the, some poo for example. The, well, the, the, <laughs> the, part, the parts the parts per million, like the strength of it, I, I can see why it triggered the vaping regs, you know, but. Yeah. It, but yeah, it's just a shame that you know we might end up losing our money out over this, but um, we'll have to see what happens. And obviously, I'll keep you all Poor updated. Mike. 
Um, you could have ended poor, up poor Mike, your life. Poor Mike. First, he needs to uh, pay more money to get some Valve Index controllers from Pimax, and now he doesn't even get a smell device. Exactly. What's going to be next? Rip. Rip me. F in the Is chat. Is Kickstarter still hot? I guess the last positive thing I saw with Kickstarter was Firmament, uh, the follow-up game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, yeah. A, a, I, I still can't wait for Firmament. And uh, the, oh. the only successful Kickstarter that I... What I should have been a part of was the original Rift, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it. I couldn't afford it at the time, so I had to yeah. pay over the odds for a scalper, which uh, a lot of people are doing now as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's life. Those are expensive, by the way. The original uh, DK one, if you want one, oh, you, can, one. you can still get them sealed and stuff, but it's more than you'll set yeah. you more than a, more than a yeah. grand. I've got DK two as well. I do uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm keeping them for little uh, little mementos to open my own museum in the future. That's gonna. I got them in VR. <laughs> you got them in VR in your in your Oculus Home. That original yeah. demo was so good. The, the the table with the cards on it and everything. Oh yeah. man, good times. We sound like really old people now. Um, but yeah, that is all the news uh, this week. So we've covered a lot of news. But let's uh, pass it over to Zim now. And like I said earlier, make sure you got your uh, www.slido.com up in your browser or ready on your mobile phone. And Zim's got some codes for you to give to give out so we can you can jump in and interact Some with us. Special codes. Oh my. Okay, so for this section, we're not doing releases this week. There was like one or two games out and I was like, nah, let's do yeah. something fun. It's end of year, let's do something Those a bit poor different. games. Those What's poor that? Games. Those poor games? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, nope. they, they released specifically in this week in but, the hopes but, to get featured. But but, but, but <laughs> Zim, Zim, I was waiting for a remaster of Temple of Pizza. <laughs> oh man, that's all I was thinking when Mike said pizza on Snow Crash. I was like Temple of Pizza. <laughs> Temple of Pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, if, if you never, if you never caught that one, uh, Temple of Pizza was an absolute please. gem. Yeah, please. On Steam, I'm sure you can still buy it. I wonder if it was in the sale uh-huh. for like 19 pence or something. Yeah, or or another classic, the Running Game with that very long ass name uh, that you had to collect coins in. I have no idea. What uh, I don't remember uh, it, but yeah. There's been enough fun ones for oh, yeah. this year, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, on your mobile, again, like what Mike said, uh, go to slido.com or the yeah. Slido app. We'll give you a few moments here just to get that downloaded. Um, what I want you to do is, is when prompted on the app, just type in, and we're going to be using four different events, okay? Um, type in FR1, and that'll get you in. Now, you'll first be presented with a little um, kind of Q&A tab, right? And that's actually where if you have a question you want us to ask and we don't already have it planned, later, the highest upvoted question, and sorry, I had to clear the two that were there just so that people could get the link, um, the highest upvoted question we'll actually ask as one of the audience questions. So question five today is going to be chosen by the audience, whatever is the most upvoted. So put your suggestions in there. And in your idle time, as we're going through the different polls, you can check back there, upvote what you like. Okay. Um, so the first poll we're going to kick off with, because I wanted to start off with something, you know, like just a bit of an icebreaker. This isn't the first official question. Um, and that'll appear in your, in your polls list now when I put it live. Is, uh, yeah, I just wanted to keep something uh, kind of friendly, not controversial. So we're going to ask you, who is your favorite F-Reality dude? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. As, as suggested by my lovely wife, I thought this is a great contentious thing. As she said, oh, no. the people need to know. So <laughs> The people was, got to vote. The people got to vote. I feel really so I'm weird. Go ahead and there can be the only one. I feel weird because like, do I vote for myself or do I vote for someone else? Yeah, well, so, so I'm going to let you guys vote for whoever you want. Right? This is, this is open <laughs> like any other. This is, this is going to look like, like any, other, uh, any other rundown. Okay? So... 
Here we go. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, click this through so you can actually vote now. Now, have I activated it yet? I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna leave the results open uh, so we can see the flood as they come in. Uh, here we go. Voting unlocked. Wow. 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 All right. This is gonna be a. This could be an interesting one. All right. Let's see how the polls. Whoa. <laughs> this is awesome. You can watch this live. This is really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is kind of neat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is great. Right. I'm losing. <laughs> hey, everyone loves the front man. Is, is Mike winning? Yeah, he's winning. Where can I see this? Are we on the, are we on the screen as well? Oh, we can Maybe. see it on the screen. That's awesome. You can see it on the screen. Yeah, 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 really, yeah. really cool. I love yeah. the interactivity so, of it. And this is this is one of the multiple choice questions. Mm-hmm. So far, we've got 35 votes. So thanks all for that. Um, wow. I'm going to leave it up just for a moment. Clearly, Mike is, is stealing the show here with Rowdy and I kind yes. of going Screw you, Mike! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, all my supporters out there. Hey, he, he paid people. <laughs> he, he, he just texted. Yeah, I just saw him taking his phone. He was texting his entire family. You need <laughs> yeah. to vote now. You need make to sure vote you're on now. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I feel like each fun. one of us should have had to do like some sort of like presidential speech at the beginning, like you know, vote for me sort of thing. <laughs> we, we should so do this like at the end of like next year or that's, something. That's All right. hilarious. I, I give you another twenty seconds, and then we're going to lock down the votes. But um, okay. this is the this is the first of the runs. This is quite good. So this is cool. Cool. We, need, we need to beat Mike. We need to beat. <laughs> Come on, Zim, folks, let's go. <laughs> it's like it's so funny. I can just see uh, the effect here of, of Rowdy's Christmas photo. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All his, his lovely looks. This yeah. is really cool, though. I love the interactivity of it. Uh, I think this is something that we should well, definitely Where do people with. like Pistol Whip? If you like Pistol Whip, <laughs> oh, are we going to do it this way? We're oh, going to run see. a campaign now. Yeah. If you yeah, vote bribe, for me, I will people. give away a free Oculus Quest to everyone. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You said it now. Watch no, this now. <laughs> yeah. The number goes right Who wants free like, Oculus God Quest? Dang it. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go ahead and lock it. that down. That will stop that poll. Let's go ahead and... Oh, you got an extra vote stop. there because of that, Nathan. Well nice. Done. There you go. Yeah. Did you know? Okay. So uh, that was that. Now, this is um, showing on the questions that are starting to queue. So if, as I said, I'm, as I'm putting the other poll up, you want to upvote other people's questions that you see uh, running, yeah. we're going to go ahead and uh, come to those next. Yeah. So uh, the next one, and this is a multiple choice question... And um, I'm going to go ahead and open the voting. This is one that um, is for all you entitled millennials out there, okay? Um, And this is, what was the biggest first world problem for VR in 2019? The options being cables, cost, Facebook login requirement, hand tracking, index thumbstick, IPD adjustment, janky physics, screen door effect, sim sickness, Sun-sensitive lenses or people claiming VR is dead. Now. <laughs> wow, this is, this is really yeah. cool. This is really great. So I love the cables is number one at the moment, but it's currently vying against people claiming VR is dead. Yeah, yeah that that's definitely that was this year especially. Yeah. So many people said that. So many YouTube videos that I've seen about people yeah. and and later on changing the yeah. thumbnail to like yeah. why VR would be a success. <laughs> Also, yeah, also uh, since VR is now slowly going mainstream, where people are like, yeah, but it's amazing, and I said it all the time, and then, then at the start of the year, I was like, ah, VR is dead, and I hate it. The biggest tech culprit of this was Linus Tech Tips. He really slagged off VR a lot, and now he's doing a full 180 on it. Yeah, he apologized for reviewing, or 
for not reviewing the Rift S. In yeah. But that's what you want to see, right? You want to see people kind of take the wrong side and then totally flip because then their whole audience is like, oh, but you said it was bad. You're like, but I'm saying it's good now. Yeah. Yeah. Go buy one <laughs> and then you, you sell out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, thanks to everyone who's uh, participating in voting, by the way. I realize it might be a little bit difficult for some of you on mobile to kind of like swip, switch between apps because you don't want to miss part of the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, if you are missing out, sorry. Um, yeah. I think they're... There isn't a better way that I know of, but if you know of a better way for us to do this type of interactive thing, yeah. uh, just let us know. Or, or, or for the people fun. who are listening, it's just very satisfying to see these bars going. It's, it's great. It's great. Oh, really <laughs> cool idea. So at the moment, we're, we're, we're basically saying people claiming VR is dead is sitting around about the 50% mark. Mm -hmm. wow. Cables is in second place at 27% of the voters. Cost, 25%. Facebook login requirement is next, then SimSickness. Those are the top five. Nice. Very, very cool. cool. Okay. All right, on to poll three, so. Um, after the end of poll three, we're going to switch over to another event. So let's start. He st stay here for the moment. Um, and this is, uh, this is... This is a different type. This is called a word cloud. What was this year's best moment for VR? Mm -hmm. Okay? What was this year's best moment for VR? So you just stick some words in. Uh, I'm, I'm hiding the results at the moment, but you can go ahead and just stick those in. The way this works is if someone else says um, uh, the same words, then it will start to pile them together. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting oh. to see things come in. I'm going to go ahead and open this so you can see it now. Boom. There we go. There's an example on screen of what we're seeing. In large, bold letters, we're seeing Quest and Quest release. And in the backdrop, we're seeing Oculus, Half-Life, Alex, things like that. Yeah, No Man's Sky. <laughs> Makes and I sense. think on mobile there's a little bit of a bug in that if uh, you do half space life, for some reason it's taking it as two entries. I had that earlier yeah. on Android. I don't know if that's on all their platforms. I don't think the web uh, slido.com version is affected by that. Or, I love how the number picture. three is in there as well. So some people still said Half-Life 3. Yes. <laughs> don't give up. OC6 is in there as well. Like That was a cool event for us all to be there together. So yeah, that's definitely one that I would rate 100%. as well. That was a cool moment. Someone said cable, USB. Yeah. I think, I think also an important one is barrier. Be is, uh, is what? Oh, someone said Gadgeteer, Beckers. <laughs> <laughs> the trolling <laughs> user. <laughs> Someone's trolling me. Yeah, That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. We're getting a lot of uh, a lot of feedback on these, so thank you, everyone. The first uh, one we had, like, 54 votes. Second one, 60. This one, we're almost at 60, so uh, this is pretty cool. So this is just, this is kind of to kind of break the ice, let you know how the system works, um, and and so it looks like someone said Temple of Pizza. Was that you, Nathan? Did you no, no, I did not say that. <laughs> 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 and it's in there? <laughs> yeah, someone put it in there. Genius. So this is going to be fun for people to watch it back. So again, for the audio <laughs> viewers, uh, just to wrap this one up, this was... What was this year's best moment for VR? Uh, We're seeing Quest as the number one. Yeah. Uh, and the secondaries are Half-Life Alex, uh, Oculus Link, and No Man's Sky. I just saw Jumanji yeah. as well. Some <laughs> <laughs> genius trolls. Thank you for putting this, that in there. This is going well. So I'm going to stop that one. All right. Thank you all for your participation. Uh, now, we've got some different um, audience questions landing. I can see about 15 different questions in. Now, just so that nobody gets confused, we're going to jump to another event. Uh, it'll look like the questions are gone. Um, but if you can keep putting your questions into the FR1 event, that would be great. Uh, we're going to jump to FR2 now, which mm -hmm. is another segment. This allows us to continue with the next three questions. Okay, so you, so you just basically go to the left slider on mobile, and it says switch event, and then you can choose a new one. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so that's FR2, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Jumping over now. I like this. This yeah. is really nice. Yeah, I thought, and it, it, it just works out very well with their uh, default app and all that. Oh, okay. this is brilliant. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so the next question. Right. What was the best news for <laughs> F-Reality this year? Rowdy finished his PhD and is moving to Canada. Zim left Twitch for VR. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Zim left Twitch for YouTube. Sorry. Getting excited here now. Uh, Mike got proper broadband. <laughs> Nathy. I think the, the bleach is getting to his brain now. Yeah. Uh, Nathy started up F Reality Clips, which he's been running for the last three weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and unlock the voting now. So fire away. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I think it's now open. Uh, like yeah. a proper broadband. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, uh, well, that, uh, that was actually that, that was more of a, of a an annoying thing for us than it was actually for the people watching. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, awful. It was awful. And, and to give you a oh, funny yes. story yeah, behind that as do. well. <laughs> Um, because there was there was that time, literally about five minutes before the show was going to go live, I said, oh, my internet's a bit crappy, I'll restart my, my router, which normally would go without a hitch. Uh, I reset it, and then the internet just wouldn't come back on. Uh, and then I, ha I actually had scaffolding on the side of my house at the time because I was getting some work done. So I was actually, I ran outside, climbed up the scaffolding, which was really dangerous, just to adjust this kind of dish on yeah. the side of my house oh to my try God. and get better internet for the show. It didn't work, and I had to do the whole show on my mobile. In properly insane. Like, half of the time, oh. you're in this small little room, shouting your head off because you're recording some kind of video. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when you do come outside, yeah. you Climbing jump on scaffolding. the scaffolding to adjust the dish just a little bit in order to get it. Oh, my I, God. I just love that. If you like, I went back just to remind myself uh, of the delay and the latency that we had yeah. with your old connection. And I, the whole time, I'm like, we got to get Mike on fiber, which you just didn't have the option before. He was no. on this microwave link, like what you do in Africa. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing, uh. nothing said about Africa, but oh my God, Mike. It, I mean, it was it, bad. It's, it was bad. I'm so glad. And, it, and definitely, if I was voting right now, that's where my vote yeah. would be going. But yeah. I. I'm, I'm going to try to juggle fewer things. Right Although now. I do really appreciate the, the clips now, like the highlight clips. I think oh, they're, they're really, great. really cool. And yeah. I think it's a great way for people to digest little segments of the show and get a feel for what the show's like without having to watch like a whole episode. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a really good thing as well. Yes. Really I nice. think people and, will warm to that, to be honest. And I do. do appreciate all of your support during my PhD as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We helped him with his rowdy science. Bless him. He's, he's, he's a, proper, a proper doctor now. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dr. Next rowdy. one. Okay, this is, this is going to be I think this is going to be a real fun uh, fun uh, transition. Okay, many of you have asked the question, but now let's answer it. Uh, what does the F in stand for in F-Reality? Oh, wow. Wrong answers only, please. Wrong answers only. Um, Wrong answers only. What does the F stand for mm. in F-Reality? And this is again... Everyone's <laughs> jumping. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> if you're not seeing your answer show up, it's because it's probably quite rude in getting filtered by the system. So, um, wow, fiddlesticks. We've got French, oh. Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doesn't know us. Rowdy with a silent F. <laughs> Frodo. Flip flop. Mine got blocked. <laughs> Flaccid. Yours got uh, blocked. Fluffy. Yeah. Oh, well. Mike has been thrown off the podcast. Yeah. I've been to one I do Freak, I, Frack, Foot, Fabian, all these I things. I do see some attempts at trying to give the right answer. No. <laughs> I see some at giving a very wrong answer. Jeez. Futile. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. Futile. That nice. is brilliant. Futile has won the, has won the race. <laughs> nice. 
two Thailand fans. Uh, people are just doubling uh, up now. Excellent, excellent. I had no idea it was going to come out for that one. Wow. Well, All right. Someone All put right. Frank so, so, in there. Like Frank? he was originally part of the show. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could have been Frank Reality. There mm, we go. Yeah. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to go ahead and grab the questions from FR1, yeah. and I'm going to create a new poll with a question that you most upvoted. Yeah. Um, interesting. I don't think we have this one on our list. Um, Mike has a similar question, yeah. so I'm going to go with it. This is from Eric Hartley. Has the most? Um, sorry, that's not the most upvotes. Um, what do we got? Oh, what game would you? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one up there, but this is gonna be again the audience is is gonna get to vote on this one as well. So yep. let me just uh, make that change, and we'll put this live. And, and this else. is why, if you listen to the audio version of the show, you should really swing by and check out the uh, the live YouTube stream or on Twitch or whatever. Um, because yeah, I think we should do definitely more uh, stuff like yeah. this in the future. It's, it's a lot of fun. And you can see how I just turn into a strawberry. Yeah, <laughs> he's laughing so much. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is going to be an audience asks, what game would you recommend during this Steam winter sale? So, again, this is for all of you to answer. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's similar to the one that we just did uh, with, um, with the word pile. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and run this one now. Is that in FR1 or FR2? This is in FR2. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're running uh, in FR2. Okay. So FR2. Yeah. yeah, and this is question five. That's just live. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I was taking from the list in FR1. We got a bunch of good questions, and actually I think what we'll do is probably pluck from that mm -hmm. and bring them back in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I'm it's not nice sure. how you can do this anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can choose yeah. to do that anonymously, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the VR Kenojos out there. That's great. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Walking Dead, Skyrim. Uh, I actually saw bonds. that uh, CloudTech Games has a holiday bundle on there. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. Are you that. trying to uh, change the pulse? Uh, rowdy? Uh, uh, rowdy? Nope. Mm. Yeah, I think Rowdy might be influencing us here. <laughs> yeah. Pavlov and Elite Dangerous are both showing. Yeah, Pavlov is great. Mm. You know, Elite you Dangerous. Get a lot, a lot I didn't play those, though. <laughs> RuneScape. RuneScape is not RuneScape? a VR game as far as I know. That's <laughs> I love that. I like the VR Kanojo is trending as, num as number one. <laughs> No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> With this audience, why am I not surprised? Yeah, now we know the, what you want to know what, what I voted for, though? Go on. I voted for, for? Uh, uh, No Man's Sky. It's I thought 50, you would have voted for yeah, it. 50% off. Yeah. How much is it now? It's like uh, 20, <laughs> 27.49 euros. Oh. So, about, was it like 25 pounds? 20, 23 pounds? Okay. We, yeah, we've yeah. even got some more mines in the gutter with VR Paradise. Like, you really are scraping the barrel with that one. But that wasn't that just, uh, I think that just released is why, you know? Wow. Um, actually, I have actually played that. <laughs> Not great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Elite Dangerous and VR Kenojo. We know our audience yeah. is all on Someone says right. Citadel of Pizza. Is that a sequel to. Tower of Pizza, be, yeah. yeah. Wow. So basically, our be. audience, they love uh, exploring the galaxy and butts, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds like a, a majority male audience to me. Yeah. It does. We're going to flip over to FR3 now, uh, which is the next segment. Okay. So that's going to be where uh, Mike gets to start off on our main topic, and we're going to actually back up a lot of um, the uh, a lot of the questions that he's asking to us with your opinion as well yeah. live on stream so that you're able to kind of benefit from that so we'll be collecting that information in the background and and display your votes just the same way we were doing there with the word pile yeah but um 
again, I'm interested kind of if you can tell us in chat as well, uh, is this something that you're finding fun? Blah, 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 you know? Um, if you know of a better way to do it, obviously straw poll's another option. Mm -hmm. We're always interested in the tech that's out there. This one's a little bit limited unless you pay like 500 quid a session for it, which uh, is, is, is unlikely for us to do right now, but um, <laughs> maybe in future, who knows? Yeah. So anyway, over to uh, you for the main topic, Mike. Awesome, awesome. Definitely, I'd love to see you do a, an actual quiz. I know it wasn't a quiz in the end, but like an actual quiz, that would be really, really fun, I think, especially <laughs> using this format. Um, but now let's uh, sort of discuss our highs and lows of VR in 2019, including uh, the best VR games, best VR accessories, headsets, the most disappointing thing uh, that happened in VR this year as well. So um, we're going to do a lot like a round table between us. We've all got our individual uh, selections that we sort of got ready before the show, but like uh, Zim said, uh, you, you get to sort of show us uh, what you're most excited about, what you sort of was most disappointed about, your favorite headset and, and the rest of it by using Slido as well. So uh, like Zem said, if you're in hashtag uh, FR3, then we can, we can kick this off because it has been a big year for VR. You know, generally, I think it's been a great year for VR. We've had new headsets such as like the Rift S, we've had the Quest, we've had the Valve Index, Vive Cosmos, Pimax headsets. Even Nintendo with their Labo VR kit as well. And of course, we've had loads of excellent games and experiences to play as well. So I think it's been a really solid year for VR in general. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens next in 2020. Um, but let's sort of round this up then with maybe our top three VR games of 2019 individually. And of course, you can put your top games in as a, as a sort of word uh, poll in, um, in Slido. So I don't know who wants to go first. Shall I pick someone at random or... Does anyone want to offer up to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, well, let's pass over to Zim then first, uh, and you can do, give <laughs> us your, your top three VR games and maybe a brief summary as to why they're your, your, your sort of top three. Okay. I, uh, I split this one between three categories. So I went PC VR, yeah. standalone VR, and PS VR, because I think they, for me, separate kind of naturally. And they're, they, they, you know, one title on one platform doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily comparable to the other. So sure. uh, for PC VR... I went for Asgard's Wrath because I feel it's one of the best um, VR implementations while still maintaining accessibility. Like, it really, anything that makes you slack-jawed and you, like, drop your jaw. When I was in that first bridge in Asgard's, I was like, shit. And then a few levels later, I was standing in front of this, like, this indie music band, um, and I thought, I just was, like, smitten <laughs> with the balance of audio design, the visuals that my PC couldn't quite handle, and, and just this like uh, feeling of polish that is like AAA VR has arrived. And the thing is, battling this uh, in its place, and I won't mention the other titles, but there's four or five other games of the same caliber mm. that are out there at the moment that are demanding of my time. So... Asgard's for me was uh, was the PC winner for for the year. Before you move on, then we should pass it around. Is Asgard's Wrath anyone else's in this this group um, sort of top game? It is yours as well, Rowdy, because it is actually yeah. uh, one of mine as well. Um, okay. So maybe we should sort of instead of sort of re rehashing, maybe sort of just talk a little bit about why we think it is. Um, Sounds good. What about you then, Rowdy? Why do you th what do you think Asgard's deserve to be on the your, your top three? I think just the the overall scale and ambition that yeah. the game has is uh, something that we haven't seen yet in mm -hmm. virtual reality, and I think that's something that, that should be rewarded or applauded for as well. Um, there's been a lot of good games that came out this year. You know, if if there if if I make a top three, you know, it's it, I I almost didn't have to think about which ones I put in there. But Asgard's Wrath for me was just special because it was the first kind of like VR game 
that did a lot of things right. I mean, it wasn't perfect and mm -hmm. there were things that could be improved and it was maybe a bit buggy on release and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, just the, the sheer ambition and the, the scale of the game uh, was not done before in yeah. any VR game. And I think that that is the main reason for me why I think they deserve to be the top number one spot for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with all that. You know, like um, I was surprised actually how, how good it was because, you know, Marvel Powers United, which was also developed by Sansaru, mm -hmm. you know, I liked elements of that game, but there's a lot that they, they didn't do particularly well in that game, which I don't think is necessarily yeah. their fault. I think it was under pressure from potentially Marvel on that one. Um, but I think they definitely killed it with Wrath. And, you know, like these guys have, have said, you know, and I'll reiterate, with a, like 40 hours worth of content, you know, yeah. this is going to keep you coming back for more time and time again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the exploring and the interactive like AI companions. And just the 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 amount of like attention to detail. Like yeah. if you if you played like the, you know, the first 20 minutes of the game, which is just like you get this giant fight right in the beginning, which is awesomely done. You transition into the into this like beautiful area before you enter the inn. And then the inn is so much, there's almost like a game in itself. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's you haven't even started the, the yeah. tutorial then yet. It's just like the, the plain intro to the game. Like the amount of detail about a scene that you maybe spend like a five, five, six minutes in, which is like the transition area mm. to a different kind of area. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So that's Asgard's Wrath, one of our highlights. Um, <laughs> maybe you should go with one then, Nathie. What's one of yours? Yeah. So on number one for me is Blood and Truth. PlayStation okay, yeah. VR. Yeah. Um, and for the folks out there who do not own a PSVR, um, this was like the, I think one of the biggest releases on the console. Um, great story. I think it's it's all about the story, mm -hmm. not not necessarily the gameplay. Um, and, and for me, like, it's a on-rails shooter, basically, with a, with a great story. Although... On rails in a way where it's actually on rails. It moves you forward. You do mm -hmm. not walk yourself. And it was not annoying at all. It just worked so well. And I've never, ever played a game that used that system in that way. Yeah. And, and actually, for me, it was my number one as well. So I should sort of yeah, like chime in three. here. I'm in here. Yeah, it was one of mine as well. It was my top for PSVR oh, as it well. Was. So we should all talk about this. So we were all unanimous with, with Blood and Truth. Um, you know, yeah, and, one of the three. And I think, yeah. you know, it, it wouldn't have been a top three list without this game featuring in there somewhere. But it is actually my number one. And again, just for the same reasons, really, the story was incredible. You really felt like you were the star in like a Guy Ritchie's uh, gangster movie, you know. And because it was set yeah. in London as well, it, it just it resonated with me even more. Um, and I'm, I'm just really uh, happy to hear that, that uh, Sony Studio London are actually currently working on another exclusive title for the PSVR, mm. uh, which will likely release on Sony's next-gen console. Uh, and I couldn't be any more excited because I think they really set the bar with Blood and Truth, and I think it is a really standout title. And it's one of those titles that if you've got a PS4 and you've been on the fence about getting PSVR, it's worth getting PSVR just for this game, I would say. Yeah. And the accessible nature of the game doesn't uh, doesn't hurt it. I think it hurts it only in the first level. Like, if you play the first level and you gave up on it and you went away, I think you could go away with a very um, uh, unfortunate opinion of the game. You stick with the game, it, it, it just blossoms, and it makes you feel like a, like you're in a Bond film. Yeah. And I absolutely love that there are, uh, albeit not like loads of different decision paths, 
There are different ways to play each level. There is different ways to end the game. I, I really appreciated that, in that it wasn't just a strictly linear story. You felt you still had some influence. Yeah. I mean, there's some combat bits that are a bit frustrating, but to be honest, what they did on PlayStation, holy shit. Incredible. Well done. Yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, so what about your third title then, Route um, Zim? So, so Asgard's Wrath and Blood and Truth. <sighs> Trying to finish me off. Yeah. Um, I, I like asking you guys this question. What do you think it is? What do you guys think it, my it's, third it's, is? Uh, no Catch- this is on, by the way, this is standalone. This is standalone. Catch- oh. oh, standalone. You I'll mean Quest? Yeah. All three of you have to guess. Come on. Um, it's uh, keep it competitive. But he, he likes the, like the hidden gems usually, so it's not yeah. going to be Cubism. a very known. No, I think it's not a full game. What is it? Not fully released yet. But it's Gadgeteer. Like, good job. Uh, The reason Gadgeteer actually struck me, and Nathie was spot on with the hidden gem side, Mm. is that I think that's exactly where Gadgeteer fits. For me, it's like, it's the perfect example of an indie game. Like back in the day with Euro Truck Simulator 2, when I first played that, I was like, I am going to be bored stiff of this in 30 minutes, and I'm out. And then 400 hours later, I'm still driving a truck. So with Gadgeteer, I did not expect to be 27 hours in, finishing the campaign and going, oh, God, that was a tough week. Like, but Gadgeteer is what I looked forward to. It brought me back to the headset. And not just, um, you know, every so often in the cadence of my normal shows, I felt so infatuated with it, despite the... You guys, some of you know, I, I had a bug which killed my last level build and lost me three hours of work. Um... But even with that, even with that, and of course now it's been patched out, uh, it just it just brought me back and was fun in a way that I I, I did not expect. Mm. So it was absolutely my standalone title for the year. Solid choice, solid choice. Yeah. What about your third title then, Rowdy? My, my second title was actually uh, Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip, uh, yeah. I fell in love with that game pretty much the first time I tried it, and uh, it's, it's... Yeah, me it's and you are both ripping the uh, Pistol Whip I really, really today, liked a lot. Yeah, yeah, look, both, both rocking our pistol whip t-shirts. Shout yeah. out to the Cloudhead team. Um, but yeah, I just think that, that that game resonated with me very, very well in terms of uh, the art style, in terms of the music that was implemented there, and just the core mechanics. Um, and just you could see how much passion they put into this title mm-hmm. um, just from playing the game. And I just really respect that. Mm. Yeah, And it's, it's still one of those games that I like to show to people... Uh, who haven't tried a lot of VR. Yeah. Uh, it's not the first one that I show because you know it's still you know you're still moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I, I kind of like leave that one to the last. But so far, everyone who has tried it, uh, after going around and giving it back to me, like half an hour later, they come back to me. Can I try that like that pistol thing game again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah, sure. Yeah, it's definitely so for me, definitely yeah, it's a solid two. title. Yeah, I remember we were all so excited about it at OC six after yeah. trying it the demo there. Um, yeah, I loved I loved how you guys like uh, you're like Zim. You got to try this pistol whip thing. I'm like, <laughs> all right, fine. And then they just gave me this like the, they gave me a, a demo Quest. on basically yeah. a noisy party floor. Yeah. And I just like I was hitting my knees in that in the first yeah. run. It was just yeah. like it, I love music games, and I just wish I had more time and energy <laughs> because yeah. I feel like my kids take it out of me. I really don't often feel in the mood for pistol whip, but I love the game. I yeah, really it was actually great. I think it was Viper. It was the first one. Uh, to, to try it. to yeah. try it out, and I saw him play. It's like screw that. I need to try this too. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a hidden gem, though. We had no no heads up that that was going to land. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was going to be an option. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, really solid title. Um, what about you then, Nathy? Um, because I think we touched uh, we touched on one of yours. So you yeah. got two more. Well, what do you want to hear? Two Go or three? It. Go for it. 
Just either. either. Number two. Two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two. Well, it's no, three. No. It's, it's Boneworks, <laughs> obviously. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Boneworks because of the fact that it's the first game that I played on Index where I'm like, wow, this is why I spent so much money on my Index. This is what I kind of wanted to experience. I know there were some, some flaws there as well. Yeah. Uh, but there is some some stuff in that title that I've never experienced before. Yeah. It was like truly magical. It was also my first time, uh, um, my first game with the Valve Index. When mm-hmm. I when I came over to Stress Level Zero this year to try it, I never got my hands on an Index before. So this was also my first title to, you know, jump into the Index, um, and uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's yeah. like this this new gen, this new generation of of what VR is to offer, like a glimpse into the future of 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 uh, VR VR mm-hmm. gaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boneworks actually featured on my third spot, um, and I know last week I, I wasn't. Wow. I actually said that you know I didn't like the story, um, which I still stick by. I, I don't like. You the just story. don't like melons. Don't like melons. <laughs> don't. Uh, I like null men, but don't like melons. Um, but I. I just, wait, 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 wait. You, you like null men? <laughs> Can we go into this? <laughs> um, but I just oh, really God. liked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> You're losing votes here, yeah, Mike. This is, this is, you know this is going to be a clip for the next... It uh, is, it is. Mike likes no men. No men. So, yeah, I, I, I just really like the weapon handling and the physics in the game. Yeah. Uh, I thought the story was, like I say, uh, you know, took second place for me. But I and think, the, puzzles, you know, the puzzles were pretty good pu- as well. Puzzles were pretty cool. I think for what it, it, it's done for VR, because I know a lot of games are going to take... Yeah reference from this and use it in their games that's why yeah. i like it i think it's a, it's an outstanding achievement in terms of yeah. design and mechanics uh, and that's really why it yeah. gets my I, sort I of third place it's, it's like endless creativity endless yeah. imagination like almost everything you come up with works and yeah. since that game something changed in my mind where i wanted like as you said before like some things need to be like bone works yeah and absolutely. that should be the new standard in terms yeah. of physics I, and in terms of Boneworks, like I think I agree with the the way in which you've gone for the award there, Mike, because I think those developers deserve a big pat on the back to say like you're 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 moving the system forward. Yeah, you know, you're not just doing the same thing or the easy thing. You're doing the thing that's creating a physics based game with that bu- that many interactions to test. I can't imagine how long they had that game in QA for, mm. but it must have been a while. Yeah. Um, with all that, with all the weight on their shoulders as well, to, to release what they did, uh, monumental feat, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's Boneworks at both of our suggestions. What about your third place then, uh, Nathie? Well, this is gonna be a surprise to, to everyone. Okay. It's Kablasta on Nintendo Labo VR. Oh, that's kind of an interesting choice. Oh, yeah. What was it called? Kablasta? Kablasta, yeah. So um, basically, yeah. Um, with Nintendo Labo, you could build different things, right? You mm-hmm. had the bird. It's a funny one. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you had the the blaster, the cannon. Yeah. Um, and, and this was a co-op title, a multiplayer that you could share with other people. And huh. it... it, it the, the basics were you had a pool with these uh, hippos in there and you had to shoot all kinds of fruits at them and score points that way. And every fruit had its own effects, uh, its own, well, things that would happen. Um, and I just thought it was so cool to share my 
Nintendo Switch with someone else and just give it to someone. So every time uh, I I had to like shoot, I was just you know shooting and you could really feel the haptics too. Like with with all this cardboard, you could feel like you were shooting Wait, it. How, can you describe how logistically that works? Like how how, so, how are you giving them the Switch and then it's, it's also controlling the cardboard that you're using? So so with Nintendo Labo VR, there is no head strap. You just look into it yeah. like a ViewMaster. So it's easy yeah. to share. So every round you had to give it to the other person so it would tell you like listen uh hey uh, your round is over next one oh uh, so you're taking turns yes. it's not at the same time yes not at the same time. and okay. and yeah. and then um you would give it to the other person and then they were starting you know with with the shooting but because you just experienced it you could just kind of feel and share what they were doing it was just so fun to just give it to someone so fast within mm-hmm. like like just a second uh, you know, you didn't have to set up a play space, do anything, mm-hmm. and and you would build it. You know, you would build it with a friend or a couple of friends, and it took a while. But then you could finally play it, and it was so exciting. I thought that you also get you also get to reap the fruits of your labor uh, after all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it's more like maybe not the game, but the experience around it and the way of sharing it, like this this magical thing mm-hmm. you can do. So yeah, Nintendo Labo totally was a great highlight. Nice. Huh. So there, of course, are suggestions. So now you you can feel free to put your own mm. suggestions of what your top VR game is in the poll on Slido, and we can we All can right. look at the results. Uh, but just to kind of recap mm. our sort of games: uh, Blood and Truth, Asgard's Wrath, Boneworks, uh, Gadgeteer on the Quest. Uh, also had Pistol Whip in there, and obviously Nintendo Labo uh, as well. Yep. So some really, really solid suggestions there. So we'd love to know what your suggestions yeah. are. So I'm going to go ahead and show up. It's been piling up. Um, and this is this is interesting because there was loads of stuff coming in uh, early on. And then we said a few things. So this is the uh, this is the result. Nice. This is the result. We have Asgard's Wrath and Boneworks showing as the kind of two main, uh, main items. Mm-hmm. We've also got No Man's Sky and Beat Saber, mm-hmm. kind of like a second tier. And then Stormland... Uh, and Vader Immortal, and yeah. really like a third tier in terms of yeah. the popularity here. We can see a whole bunch of other titles in the in the surround. I see T for God, Lone Echo, uh, Pavlov, well, a bunch of other things in there. Facebook Horizons. Someone obviously got a demo at OC6. <laughs> was, uh, uh, or either that, or there's a Facebook correspondent hey, watching. Ma- Ma- Mark is, Mark is, <laughs> I just I just heard that Mark is watching. Hey Mark, how are yeah. you doing? Uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us too. Mark, thanks for joining us. Mr. Zuck. Gabe Gabe Newell also Zuck. joined apparently voting for Boneworks. Thank yeah. you too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's our sort of best VR games of 2019. So let's move into another little juicy topic, and this is the best VR accessory of 2019. So it's just one each, and mm-hmm. again, we're going to open up another uh, poll on Slido, so you yep. can add your own uh, favorite VR accessory. And it can be anything; it could be anything from like a VR cover, for example, mammoth grips, whatever. And we'll all individually choose our own. Um, so I'll pass it over to Rowdy first for his favorite accessory of 2019. Yeah, uh, well, I think the the most logical one is the one that I picked as well, and that is the the link cable. Uh, oh, okay. I think that that accessory is uh, something that is that that really lifted VR to another level mm-hmm. uh, in the ways that it makes it more accessible for people to try really high quality VR. Um, combining that in general with the Oculus Quest is, is just like, you know, I think that that is really a very smart step from Oculus just to do that in general mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's um, it, it makes it available for everyone and you don't really have to pick a headset anymore mm-hmm. uh, since you can have both, uh, the best of both worlds, which is uh, 
pretty much awesome. Yeah, and I think it was one of those things that initially we were all very skeptical of it even being possible. Like Definitely. we wanted it to happen, of yeah. course, yeah. Uh, but we got the impression that it was just going to be too difficult. So when they did actually announce mm. it, I think yeah. we were all just kind of like relieved and and also like very impressed of what they were able to pull off. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a solid choice for a VR accessory. Absolutely. Uh, what about you then, Nathy? What about your favorite accessory of 2019? Well, well, honestly, it's it's also the Oculus Link. Okay, yeah. It's it's it's. But next to that, if I can cheat a little bit, sure, I'll let you. I, I would also say the 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 foam pad uh, headstrap from uh, VR cover. Yeah. And yeah. I have it right here. The the oh, back one or the front one? The the back one. The, yeah, back, the back one. one. Yeah, yeah. It makes really, it, really makes nice changed difference. my uh, well my my comfort level in that case. Although, as Zim said, I, we're of course waiting for you know a version two with a better strap. So for me, this was a yeah a total upgrade. Was way better than before. And you know you can also mod it, of course, uh, more intense if you want. But this is this is more of a cleaner option, and yeah. still you can still take it with you uh, on the on the go. It's funny actually. While you mentioned that, the I was looking for a Vive Deluxe audio strap this morning. They've <laughs> sold out everywhere, uh, of course, because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a funny. Yeah, that's a lot a of people probably because of the Franken mod. You mean yeah, yeah, the yeah. Franken mod will do it. Yeah. What about you then, Zim? What's uh, your best accessory 2019? As I got to toy around with it earlier this week, and it just keeps punching me. Uh, my favorite accessory is the Force Tube VR. Nice. So, yeah, that was my second one, but I could only it, pick one. <laughs> this is actually my one as well, so we can both talk about this. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah, it's yeah? My, it's I mean, I just think that uh, the Force Tube, which is just um, it's a force feedback unit that you use, and it's got a really limited catalog of games. Just to be fair, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to spend hundreds of quid on, on this, and then and then like be like, oh, I can play everything. That's not the case. But what it does do, it does amazingly. The kind of ability to take you into the game. Um, with this and make you feel like you're standing there and you're making shots and you're taking shots. Like I play this coupled with my with my uh, with my sub pack and it's just like I'm there. It's just like mm -hmm. all the sniper action, everything. It is just amazing. So, out of everything in 2019. Yeah, hands down, hands down, the best single immersive VR experience for me. Same for me as well. Um, it took me right back to those days as a kid playing in the arcades with like uh, games like Time Crisis and Left 4 Dead with the guns with the recoil slides on the top, um, yeah. and it is that kind of similar. Uh, feedback feeling and it's just so satisfying in VR games to get that little bit of feedback um, with the gun stock so uh, again you know I, I would wholeheartedly say although it's a lot of money um, it's definitely one of the my favorite VR accessories of 2019 for sure yeah no no wait 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 but before we open the results up <laughs> if F reality is not the favorite VR accessory in this list, we're all we quitting. Go. You get it? You got ten more seconds in order to change. Wow! Wow! Johnny Wells in the chat already had it right. He said F reality is my favorite VR accessory. So oh, Johnny, Wells. Johnny, you're on the right track. The real MVP. You, you can keep on watching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love I love that these results come in because I love that it's like wholly uncontrolled and it just comes in as this pile and then you can see what people are thinking. Sure. So here we go. Yeah. Syntax aside, uh, let's see what the results are for the VR best accessory. Mm. So here we go. <laughs> Ooh. Drum, Drum roll. roll. Yeah. Drum roll. <laughs> Boom. Nice. And the drum roll, uh, link cable, number one. Second tier, we've got VR cover, which I would definitely agree with. That would have been my second. Oculus link. Um, and then we've got, oh, actually, F-Reality is in there. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. At third tier, prescription lenses, 
uh, VR cover, strap, and force tube, making it at third tier. That's nice. And then a whole bunch of other things in there as yeah. well. Again, watch back the uh, the uh, video version of the podcast if you want to see the uh, I, lovely mountain of... of, of someone see, said friends. I see, I see rocket shoes in there. <laughs> rocket shoes. <laughs> We're still waiting for those. Amazing. We're still waiting Amazing. for those. Oh, uh, awesome, awesome. So that was the be- the yeah. best VR accessory. So let's just go straight to the yeah. best VR headset of 2019. So we had a lot of new headsets released yeah. this year. Um, and this is the last sort of poll of okay. FR3. Yeah. Um, so what about you then, uh, Nathie? What was your best headset of, of 2019? Life Cosmos. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus Christ, Nathie, I almost died right there. Sorry about that. Um, no, it's, of course, the Oculus Quest. Yeah. This uh, this this standalone VR headset has changed the market. Has actually uh, kickstarted uh, VR slowly going mainstream. Yeah. Uh, before that, of course, also these headsets were pushing, but this this one this is like the for for me at least the real start of where VR is going right now, and uh, it's it's such a beautiful headset in that sense of like. It's all in there, you know. It's everything runs from within this this headset. It's so compact; you can take it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. You can play wherever you want. We have seen that, you know. We have seen Mike, for example, taking it to this climbing course, and mm-hmm. uh, other people sharing it with their families. Like I, I can remember when I got my Quest, and I got it earlier than the rest because Oculus sent it to us to try, right? And I was like. Wow, I can just set it up wherever I want. I remember just playing Beat Saber on the bed because I was like, I'm just going to try it everywhere. And then suddenly I put it on again downstairs in the living room. And I was at my parents' house to show like what it could do. I was just walking around because I had the see-through camera. And I was like, this is amazing. This is this is so cool. And this this endless possibilities of how you could set up your play space. It was all so easy. The barrier became extremely low compared to any other headset. And yes, yeah, since then, I, I still don't think there's any other headset that can like nail the concept of standalone that well. It's it's amazing. It's it's, yeah. it's a truly magical device. I'm so happy it's around. Um, so yeah. Did, did anyone else pick another one? No, actually. I was going to say. You can imagine this is going to be it. Yeah. It's so funny because this is like sponsored by Oculus, but it's yeah. not. Um, the no, the it's trouble not. is like, if, if I might just say my mind on it, there were a few things. So like Nathie said, the first time you set up a quest, you go the friction of getting into the headset in a game, like yeah. you can power it on and get in Beat Saber in less than 30 seconds. Like that's yeah. that's insane when you compare it to like yeah. three to five minute setups in other headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is the flexibility of where you can use it. For me, being able to go to a London hotel, you know, that's 300 miles away and play No Man's Sky full sixed off with my wife with no discernible lag. That was just, my mind just melted. I was like, what? And then I took it to California and I could still play a game on my home computer in Scotland in VR in six degrees of freedom. Now that wasn't as comfortable. It did have latency at that point, but that was 3000 miles. That's halfway across the planet. Mm -hmm. Still, that is insane that you're able to do that. Connect it back to a Steam library or whatever. The thing is just and not like only that, like boundless. If, if you're if you're a, a company and you want to pitch a project, it becomes so much easier since you now yeah. can like bring it on. Mm-hmm. If you're a teacher and yeah. you want to show some kids uh, a really cool kind of educational tool, you can show it right there. If you work in, in health, you can take it to a hospital and you can like uh, introduce people to it there. Yeah. It's like the the 
application for this goes so far beyond just regular yeah. gaming mm -hmm. that I think it like it deserves to be the top spot. And it holds its one. battery. It addressed the main problem I had with the Go, which is that the Go you, you charge it today, you go you go back to it tomorrow, and it'll be flat. It'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what the hell? And and for, I was so worried that that was gonna propagate into the quest, yeah. they fixed that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So whatever battery yeah. management technology they used or battery yeah. tech is in there is different from the Go, and it's a materially different experience. So and, and, um, it, it's not perfect, right? It, it, it's a bit front-heavy still. Um, the speakers leave a lot to be desired, but if you're willing to put up with that stuff, yeah. the flexibility is just I, great. And also the form factor, it, it doesn't fit on a plane as easily as the Go did, and I kind of miss yeah. that. So I look forward to the day when it's slimmer. I think that VR-wise, like this was the first headset that make made a public appearance that was like in the eye of everyone because you mm. took it somewhere to a public place or just, you know, a private place. And, you know, everyone could see mm. that this was a thing, that VR is a thing. And before that, it was never in public at all mm. because it had to be hooked up to a computer. And yes, we have seen it at events, but not at that rate of like the Quest because the Quest could be set up everywhere. Developers suddenly didn't have to buy a space anymore at Gamescom or somewhere else. No, they could just go there and say like, listen, I'm on this parking lot. You want to try a game? Mm -hmm. Here we go. So sharing the experience became easier for the industry. And then also introducing people to VR became also very easy. So it was for not only the consumer, it was great, but also for... Uh, us and for people in the industry, as Rowdy said, trying to do a training to companies or whatever. So for everyone, this was like a big boost. Yeah, it, it is kind of funny that we're all very positive about this headset, but we all want a new iteration of it. Though. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, like I would kill for a Quest Pro for sure. Um, but like, you know, like you guys, you know, for me, it's, it's just the innovations, it's particularly recently with like the link cable edition and now the hand tracking. You know, it, it, it's miles and miles ahead before. Uh, in front of any competition right now so it really yeah. is paving the way and you know you've got to really admire oculus for for doing what they're doing right now with the quest and even the boundary system is yeah cool like literally i i played around with the boundary system on quest early on and the improvements that have come to the headset in, in the form of software updates you know when you when you kind of plot it on a graph and you're like okay we were here you know back when we saw it first then we got it in our hands then we got you know these other things that released like what mike said the iterations are have been incredibly strong yeah. and say very positive things for the likes of hand tracking where's hand tracking going yeah. i feel very confident about it now whereas at the time of oc6 and that demo i was like okay this is going to be kind of half-assed and for a long time but i don't think we're going to be waiting long i think it's a matter of months and then we've got something that you're going to be gaming with yeah which yeah. is cool. Um, I want to remind people as well, for anyone who's joined us, we're doing a, a, an interactive part of the podcast. You can go to slido.com, that's S-L-I-D-O.com, and the hashtag you want to use to get into and answer these questions with us is FR3. Uh, we're just going to show the results of that, I yeah. suppose, yep. unless, Mike, you have any no, other comments no, on Quest? Go for it, go for it. So, so we just unanimously voted the best VR headset as... Quest. Oculus, Oculus Quest. Quest. I don't think that's any surprise, really, but yeah. I, I would find it funny if now the Slido shows completely different things. Yeah. Like, let's see. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll let's see, see the results. See. Actually, my, my, mine was Rift S until very, very recently. So um, I, I swapped recently. Uh, here we go. Here we go. With 40 answers. Quest right in the middle. We've got at the second uh, tier, Oculus Quest. So Quest or Oculus Quest. And then we've got Rift S Index and HP Reverb 
in tier two. Interesting. Reverb, yeah. HP Reverb. Yeah, that is interesting. I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, there's some of the sim enthusiasts out there, they really dig that headset, and I can understand why. So. Someone, someone's photos for 3D had it. <laughs> We're still waiting for an iteration for that one, too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Has anyone actually tried a 3D head? No. Uh, no, Ben Lang did from Road to VR. But it was a prank in the end. It wasn't... Uh, Someone yeah. also voted for Nintendo Labo. I think for for the kids, you know, yeah, great headset, great. and you could build your own headset, learn how VR works, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. as a kid, learn how to develop a title. So I think for kids, amazing. Under the <laughs> under the age of, I don't know what VR like. What is the age limit again? Twelve. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Seven. So, recent polls say fucking well, nothing. Just put your kids. Well, in below the, that, yeah. Nintendo Labo, great for kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, now if you're on the Slido app, you want to transition to uh, FR4 uh, for the last three sort of questions. Um, And the next one is going to be, what was your biggest uh, disappointment uh, in VR in 2019? So Hmm. something, it could be a product launch, could be an event that you went to wasn't good, or a game that you was really hyped for that maybe didn't turn out to be what it was supposed to be. Uh, Either way, which was your biggest disappointment? And I'll pass it over to Rowdy first. God damn, I'm going to step on a lot of toes here again. Sure. But uh, if, if, if... VR and disappointment in one sentence comes together this year. I'm still going to have to say it's Boneworks for me. I knew it. Um, yeah. It's, it's just like, I mean, I get it. Like, I agree with everything you guys said again. Mm-hmm. I understand why it's in your top three or top five or whatever. But it just didn't resonate with me. Um, I just expected so much more from the title than, uh, than what it originally was. And I do agree that it does propel VR forward. And I admire, you know, the... The, the bravery and the and, and the skill that the developers have had to create this kind of title, but um, yeah, it's just not not for me. Just and wasn't what you I anticipated. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I expected something else, yeah. and I didn't get what I was hoping for, and therefore. Um, that was the first thing that came to my mind, so yeah. I thought I should put yeah. that on the number one list. That's fair enough. I, th- fair, fair, that's just, I think it's a good yeah. one because it's actually one of maybe three or four games only this year that I've had to turn around and downgrade my rating on mm-hmm. the more I've played through it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that ends up for me, but I, I can see where Rowdy's yeah. from. And Rowdy's not alone. There are a number uh, of people who were quite I, I love how, uh, how Molly in the chat goes like, Rowdy's channel. So like, <laughs> you, you could have The biggest disappointment in 2019. <laughs> nice. Absolute savagery from Molly Dick. there. Um, so the poll, is the poll open, uh, Zim, for people to, to, uh, to put in the thing? Is locked. Sorry, no. I, okay, uh, so we'll, we'll open that up for you now, now so you can put your, uh, your answers in now. What was your biggest disappointment in VR in 2019? Uh, so what about you then, uh, Nathie? What was yours? So I'm I'm gonna go for software and 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 hardware. Um, yeah. For me, software defector. Okay. Very yeah. disappointed about well, that, but also yeah. because I got to play the demo at E3 years before it came out and got the idea that it was going to launch very soon. Then it just simply launched too late. It was outdated. It didn't match up with what we expected anymore. Um, and yeah, it just. You know, the start was pretty good, but then at the end, it was just so bad. So for mm-hmm. me, it was the only title I thought that Oculus invested money in that wasn't very great. That mm-hmm. was a missed opportunity. So, yeah, for me, that, that's the, the software part of things. Of course, hardware, it's the it's the HTC Vive Cosmos. Uh, I, it's a shame. I still yeah. think it's a shame. I wish uh, it was a better headset, um, but in the end, it wasn't. Um, you know, it had so many issues 
it missed its chance um and yeah i don't know it, it it also like when htc launched this pc vr headset there was no need of another one there was yeah. no need of this headset especially with the valve index of course coming up um it wasn't tracking very well um the the, the worst thing of all was that the platform vive part wasn't even supported by their own headset for a part and th- that's just <laughs> that's just the worst thing you can go for yeah. Although, you know, Viveport is a nice subscription service, but if your own headset doesn't even work with that, that was like yeah, the, the so max. Weird. That's that's just... And even now, even now, it doesn't work perfectly. It just yeah. doesn't. So the hardware is just not great enough to run inside-out tracking. Yeah, and it was actually my biggest disappointment of the year as well uh, with the, the Vive Cosmos um, mm-hmm. because I, I wanted there to be competition for the Quest. You know, as much as I love the Quest, and we all agree that we love yeah, the Quest, no, we want, but, we want but it's, it's good to have competition in the marketplace and having Oculus dominate, which we've mentioned before on the show, isn't great necessarily for for consumers. So for HTC to be there and having a standalone headset that competes with the Quest that does both PC and standalone would have been amazing for not only them, but for us as consumers as well. So I I do think it's a real shame that they couldn't make that happen. Uh, And yeah, like you say, it doesn't perform even very well now, which is months, months after release. Um, But in terms of game, just very quickly, I would say Stormland is probably my biggest disappointment in terms of games. And although I do still think it was a very solid game and again, had some really incredible mechanics um i do think that the potential of that game was really cut short due to the acquisition of insomniac by sony which i think is a smart move for them but it just it meant that they just wouldn't or they couldn't put any more time in developing the game or adding any more to it so the end game content that we were all kind of promised that we were all looking forward to particularly me um just sadly wasn't there in the end and just ended up being a bit repetitive yeah yeah. Yeah, it's also again it was one of those games where you expected more from yeah right? especially in the multiplayer aspect yeah, yeah. Uh, what it's about still you? like like you said it's a fun game yeah um, yeah but it's a bit of a letdown considering yeah. the hype that was around it yeah, yeah. I, I like i thought that that the characters that were in there and the storyline and everything around it could have been used to create way more starland more, more yeah. games more maybe even merchandise maybe it, it could have exactly. been one of those mascots for the pc vr a uh, uh, platform that that yeah. Oculus is running, it, like the robots, everything. Yeah, it kind of worked. It felt like triple A. It felt yeah. like, but then yeah, and that's the you thing. Said. You you wanted more of it, but you just know now that that's not going to happen, which no. is a shame. Yeah, yeah. could have been their IP. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you then, Zim? What was your biggest disappointment? My biggest disappointment, uh, and this is probably a lousy decision, but it really is, and it it packs me every day. Is um, is just available time. Uh, there has been so much <laughs> releasing that is proper length VR content that I can't play because I'm, you know, either stuck working yeah. or I'm stuck with my kids. And I say stuck with my kids. I mean, I, I, I actively <laughs> spend time trying to be a good dad with my, my kids and my wife and all Are that. Are they watching? But balancing, they watching? <laughs> no. Uh, but balancing all of that um, has, for me, been the toughest part of 2019 because it's been a quite a solid year for VR. And wanting to be at the kind of forefront of a lot of that and not being able to or, you know, technical challenge, whatever, mm-hmm. but primarily just time. Um, if I was to echo anything from the VR space at all, because I, I didn't go for kind of games or hardware on this, I would probably say, and this is hard to say it, but from a creator's aspect, I thought OC6 was 
pretty poorly coordinated um, by Oculus. I mean, it, it was it was rough on setup. It was rough at the event. Um, I really appreciate them bringing us in, and I think it's it's great to have that. It's a huge opportunity. Um, I just think that. I, I've seen them succeed like in Boston and PAX, for instance, and they did such a fantastic booth job. The kind of ghost town that we got on the floor yep. and what attendees who'd paid, mm. you know, the 400 quid to get a ticket yep. and then not be able to play Medal of Honor mm. or whatever. It's just it felt uh, artificially restrictive yeah. for those participants. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not even us. I, I care about I actually am giving because I had a great time, but I had. I have that feedback from so many people who participated yep. that it really stood yep. out as something that I think, and as I understand it, Oculus are planning to make that more of a business thing and then kind of do gaming another way. Which so apparently I think that will sell for is not the case, uh, according to you know some inside information. But at the same sure. time, like there's definitely going to be people not going next year because of the kind of letdown yeah. it was last year yeah. especially if you compare it to like the previous editions yeah. which were all actually OC5 really was well epic uh, yeah. yeah I went to yeah. 4 and 5 and, and it was like f- f- the thing is they could have taken I, in my view and I know I've said this before on previous podcasts they could have taken some of the stuff that we had yeah. like the wireless quest where, warehouse scale stuff why not just roll that out again mm-hmm. people would have yeah. been totally fine to have heard the stories about mm-hmm. it come along and do that again and again I'm not trying to yeah beat up Oculus over this one. I'm just trying to give honest feedback yeah. of like yeah. that. And we have given this feedback. We we're we're yeah. very a feedback we, we, loop type of yeah. group. Um, but the, the point is like if if you're sitting there and you're going, hey, I'm going to you know save my money up and I'm going to go to Oculus Connect because mm. I hear all these great stories about it. Or I can you know buy a PC VR headset uh, you know, and maybe you've already got a Quest yeah. or something. I'd say go for the headset. Mm-hmm. You know, As a gamer, you're, it's not a gamer-aligned convention. And I, I know that that's not what they're designing it necessarily to be. And it's really exciting to be there when Zuckerberg is on stage announcing. I love mm. that. And doing that three years in succession is an absolute treat. Yeah, um, but yeah, for me, that was well, that was as, as, I, as I said, yeah. when we were at, you know, uh, the, the show itself, they, they shoot kind of uh, split off the gaming scene into a different event and not have it in their, you know, not OC. It's going to be some. It needs to be something else. Uh, and, and it's already kind of happening because the developers are you can see that, that yeah, well, they were doing it themselves already a yeah, little and that, bit and especially that, with like the community behind it yeah and that that, that made me very yeah. sad where you know for example Anna from from uh, who, who made Pixel Rip like she spent yeah. a lot of her own money to rent a hotel room to uh, decorate it with her game because she's very proud of what she makes uh, just trying to make the best out of it because she couldn't be on the show floor so spending her own money to invite us and have us play the game and and just have fun and having like food on the table and some some Nathan surprised me in VR yeah I remember that some, one it was one of my favorite it's, events it's it's so it's so sweet but then it also makes me so sad that this 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 is like a piece of art that should be on the show floor and then she invites me and makes time for me to even outside of the show floor let me play the game and what's the yeah. same with Pistol Whip. It could have had a great opening yeah. at Oculus Connect. Oh. A, like, we're on this platform. Like, Oculus is on board. This is it. This is yeah. the, yeah. let's say, the, d- time, the time is now with Pistol Whip, with Pixel Ripped, and all these other epic titles. The indies, right? I don't understand how you, you forget your grassroots, right? Like, Oculus, three, four years ago, was an indie yeah. startup company. Yeah. And it seems to have forgotten about the indies in some of these places where, honestly... With that group of people who are still, for the most part, enthusiasts yeah. or people who've been hung, hanging around in, in that space for like three, four, five years, 
that makes a huge impact. Yeah. So why not support them a bit more? I don't. I still haven't understood that, and that's been through four, five, and yeah. six. It's, um, uh, I haven't understood why they don't have uh, booths or floor space available. That that show floor could have been half filled yeah. with indies with all the empty space that we had, and they would have done a stellar yeah. job. Um, and if if it's just coordination resource or whatever yeah. else, then I think they just I mean, need to turn that the, around the end, for the next. In the end, it's a massive company, and there's like a lot of there are like different teams. There's a team for Go. There's a team for quest and for rift and everyone needs to communicate in a in a certain way and as you said we have given feedback at all these events and we're, we're always trying to improve it for not only us as let's say content creators but also for the consumers so we'll just continue to give feedback and and you know it's it's an it's still a niche it's still new and we're just tagging along and just doing our best yeah. I'm really hoping, seeing, th thinking about how differently Oculus and, and Sony do their different booth setups and styles for demoing VR, I'm really, really hoping that no one says, didn't get to play Gollum at PAX. <laughs> <laughs> for this oh, one. Golem. Please. Oh, Please don't oh. do that. But yeah, that's some, that's some solid uh, disappointing things. I wonder what yeah. the, uh, the, the audience suggests. Um, oh, so we obviously had the Vive Cosmos. Uh, OC6, which, um, yeah, I think is is a solid one for being disappointing. Uh, and Boneworks, of course, as well. Um, so Lee, well, we've had other things like Carmack leaving Oculus as yeah. another one. Uh, the kind of like dropping of the uh, Oculus Go by Facebook. Yeah. Like the, that's also one the of the social I features, really yeah. Maybe yeah, some people yeah. would maybe even say that like having to have like a Facebook account to log in, although it doesn't really bother me, but yeah, some people it does bother them, of course. Of course. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that showed up in the disappointments as well. Uh, but what it's, the, it's really been it's really been a, a, a kind of a, um, a a real stopper for me. I got caught in a loop the other day where it wouldn't accept my Facebook login, mm -hmm. and then it would bounce me from the Oculus Oculus Home back to the website Facebook and it wouldn't wow. pass the token and it was like mm. those kinds of things are, are really getting in the way of being able to just yeah. connect with a friend who just bought a quest over Christmas mm -hmm. you know it's like I, I can't get, get past it so um, I'm trying to show the results here but sure let me see um, oh yeah okay for some reason they were hidden in a funny oh, way yeah. oh here we yeah. go so Vive Cosmos is a, wow <laughs> poor HTC I'm sorry about that yeah. but um, obviously spinning your headset on a plate didn't do you any injustice <laughs> I love the memes though the memes were fantastic yeah, memes were great in here we've got Vader Defector um, so Vader Immortal <laughs> that was definitely one for me as well fair um, enough fair enough Oculus Pimax Pistol Whip interesting someone wow. was uh, so, Pistol, so Whip, Pistol Whip yeah. Pistol Whip is about tier three, so mm. it's pretty high up there. So someone, I mean, there was a lot of hype Ooh. generated when that happens. Mm. I also see Aspire One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sidelining of Rift S, mm. a little bit compared to Quest, but hey, what do you get? You know, when you have a popular headset stealing yeah. everyone's attention. But definitely the Vive Cosmos was the clear winner there, and I think yeah. uh, a lot of people were disappointed with it. And even now, really, out of all the PC VR headsets, it's the only headset I wouldn't recommend anyone to buy. Like straight out, yeah. wouldn't recommend. Like Windows MR, I'm still like kind of on the fence with. But if you can get it at a good price, then you can still play yeah. Half-Life Alex on it. So go for it. Yeah, but yeah, and simmers would love it because you can forget the controllers. Exactly. Yeah, with the reverb. Yeah, for ex exactly that point. Um, so yeah, that's our biggest disappointments of uh, 2019 in VR. Um, mm. So let's uh, cheer things back up again <laughs> with um, <laughs> with maybe your most anticipated game for 20 2020. I think this is going to be another round robin of us all selecting the same game. So let me just put it out there: Is anyone else going to select anything else that they're more anticipated about than Half Life Alex? It's Surgeon Simulator Two. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
of course, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do yeah. have something different. Okay, go for it. Yeah, sure. I've said this before as well. This is not going to be a surprise, but um, Vertigo 2. I've said it before, and that's actually how I got to know the dev um, was uh, I got into a kind of a – there was a bit of a Twitter tiff where I said I was, you know, looking forward more to, uh, more to you know, um, Ver- uh, more Vertigo to 2. Vertigo Vertigo 2 yeah. rather than uh, Half-Life Alex, and um, it's just, as I said, that it's that combination where you see an indie produce what feels near to AAA, like it feels like AA to me is the way I call mm-hmm. it. I, I love, like with Gadgeteer, right? I love being surprised by uh, an indie coming out of left field, and I just answer for myself, what have I really enjoyed? And when someone gives me something playable that proves to me that they get it in terms of level design, um, and yeah, it just steals it away. So Half-Life Alex could still, you know, be paced poorly, for instance, whereas I've already seen in Vertigo 2, um, at least in the demo, they've got the pacing right. They've got the comedic value right. The sound design is fantastic. It's all this stuff, and it's yeah. half a year early yeah. uh, compared with, you know, yeah. Half-Life Alex. In so. a way, I, I hope that, that they get those games out before Half-Life Alex because then I think afterwards oh, yeah. maybe that could damage their yeah, sales numbers yeah. a little bit. Um, it could even be that Vertigo 2 is going to be a better game than Half-Life Alex in the end. It could be. It could very well be, yeah. Um, but totally, I doubt that though. But Alex is kind of like, like because of the the yeah. history of Half Life and you know the prestigious nature that people hold yeah. those previous games to. It's, like it, it, it's got a lot of um, it's got to it's, deliver basically because it, yeah, no, it's the same with Star Wars Vader Immortal. It's yeah. like Star Wars is is the name that is slapped onto the game, and then it's automatically better than anything else. Yeah, yeah but also th- this game has been in development probably since. You know, the Oculus DK1. Yeah, and I think, you know, whenever Valve make a first-party game, regardless of what it is, it's exciting. So the fact that it is Half-Life, I think, you know, has got everyone on the internet completely intrigued. Even if they hated VR before and was really pessimistic about it, now it's turned them into optimists and people are very excited about it. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of, obviously, for Valve to have on their shoulders, but if they can pull it off, then this could swing the industry in ways that we've probably never even seen before. It already did. Yeah, I think it has. It It already did. It hasn't even come out yet. It's a shockwave. And also, I think, if I was answering that question from earlier, um, which was, uh, what was your best, what was the best moment in VR? It would have been the release trailer for Half-Life Alex Because from start to finish, it's an incredibly capable technical piece of, you know, cinematography along with, like, this ultimate reveal that you never thought was going to happen, and then all of a sudden it's out. Mm. And then it exits with the G-Man. Yeah. I mean... Can you punctuate any more perfectly on the tail end of 2019? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The yeah. hype for Hal- for Alex is real. Um, we just have to wait till March now, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure time will fly and we'll be there before we know it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people are saying as well in the poll, like Half-Life Alex is dominating. We've also got Lo-Fi in there, Population 1. Um, and uh, yeah, we got some good games. Lone Echo we? Two, you got Echo, Lone Echo Lone Two, Lone Echo yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, Prison Boss Two as well. People are excited about that. So then another series for uh, for Rowdy to jump into. <laughs> you know, well, get yeah. in on it. 
Um, so that's our most anticipated games for 2020. And let's just round this up then with uh, an open sort of word cloud uh, of what maybe you'd like to see uh, change with the F Reality podcast in 2020. Uh, is there something that you would like to see us do more, whether that be guests, more interactive elements like this? Uh, maybe it's like uh, meeting up in VR after shows. It could be a whole host of things. Maybe you want us to improve the audio version or improve the video in some way or maybe make a new template or new intro. Or oh, maybe more more guests. Yeah, just whatever your suggestions are, um, we would love to know because, um, you know, it's not very often we get one-to-one feedback on what we're doing. So it's very difficult to know <laughs> if we're doing the right thing sometimes. So yeah. um, your, your feedback is is definitely appreciated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this this uh, this episode has been a lot of fun, actually. And I think it's a great way to round up 2019 because I think yeah. it's been a great year for us uh, individually and as a group. Uh, and uh, this show and, and the VR industry in general. So it's been amazing to be a part of it. Um, and obviously, you know, you lot uh, joining us on this crazy journey as well has been really great as well. Yeah. And the support that you've shown, uh, particularly for us, you know, venturing out and, and turning F Reality into its own thing uh, rather than VR Inside, which we used to host uh, on our own channels. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, it's been incredible. Um, so, yeah, keep your, uh, your, que- your answers rolling in. And uh, and then we can sort of see what the uh, the popular sort of uh, recommendations are. <laughs> the popular bold one right now is more females. <laughs> well, more than zero is pretty easy to achieve, so I can I can suspect we would be able to do that in the new year. Yeah, and and it, it's, it's actually since since this Spots. podcast inception, we have yeah. uh, discussed this uh, that we would love to have uh, you know a female role on on the show to represent you know the girls of VR because there's plenty of you out there, um, and it has been something that we've actually made yeah. a conscious effort to look for um, and there's plenty of women in VR but we've never find found the right person that would fit uh, our needs because it is a big commitment you know to give up your Saturday every weekend um, so until that right person comes along we will continue to look and, and eventually I'm sure we'll find someone that will be the right fit <laughs> guests guests interactivity so more interactivity a lot of people yeah. are I'm seeing interactivity related Mike, <laughs> Mike. Get rid of Mike. yeah that yeah that's that. That's a good one. The thing is also, <laughs> what does that even mean, okay. Mike? What does that even mean? I think I think that's them either jesting or maybe there's some uh, maybe Wait. some people would like Mike out. Oh. Maybe we need to we need we need to get uh, a wig for Mike in January. I think oh. is what I'm seeing. What would you like? We need a female Mike. Blonde wig. Yeah. So uh, I'm apparently the most popular, and also they want me out as well. So <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> these, these polls for you. We're getting mixed messages here, people. Yeah, exactly. Mixed messages. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, guests and interactivity, more females, uh, definitely is something that uh, we want to do in the future anyway. So uh, we're glad that you're sort of singing on the same same hymn hymn sheet. More, more, someone says more singing. More singing. Oh, <laughs> Mike. God. Definitely not. Definitely Please. not. There'll this be less of that. The longer we hold on this, I know. Yeah. That's what's going <laughs> Four happen. windows of say, Mike we can all do himself. So, yeah. So that's um, that's our last show of uh, 2019. So um, happy what a new year, year uh, to all of you uh, and you guys as well. Uh, what an epic year it's been. And I'm, I'm super it's hyped great. for 2020, whatever it brings for VR. I know it's going to be epic. And I think we can all already see it ramping up for what 2020 is going to be for VR. So yeah. I think it's going to Dipping be a big point year. Dipping coming. Absolutely. You should be proud, you know, of, you, of, of those of you out there that have been here since the beginning uh, in the last couple of years. You can really sort of call yourself a true believer because, you know, you'll yeah. be here when it all started, basically, uh, which is now. So thanks again for uh, being part of the show and the interactive yeah. elements. Thank you for Zim for, for organizing it because I think it's an excellent uh, addition to the show and it makes it a lot more fun for us as well to have your input in it. So uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, 
And Go yeah, on. we got to just uh, while we're winding up there, um, Mike, we got a couple of questions. Sure. So actually, I'll let you do the maybe the tail yeah. out and then I'll sure. answer them. And then we can pick up other questions and chat if you have them before we Excellent. go. So, yeah, just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. Uh, this is all made possible by uh, using Restream.io, which is the platform we use to, to send it out across multiple other platforms. Uh, you can also ca- catch the show live in VR uh, using big screen TV. You can sit in a room with up to eight other people watch the show on the big screen uh, and a lot of people have been really enjoying the show that way which is really great as well so yeah. thanks to big screen tv for hosting us there uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk and 12 midday in central us and also check out the audio version which is available on itunes soundcloud and spotify because we put a lot of work into making sure that that sounds really great uh, if you want to listen to the podcast on your commute There you go. So some of the questions we got, which we didn't get a chance to get to yet, uh, these are the ones that were most upvoted. So um, the top one we got to, which was what game would you recommend during this Steam Winter Sale? If you missed that, we did a uh, word pile for that one. So uh, scroll on back. What was your worst VR experience ever? I think that's an open one for each of us to maybe think about. I can answer that straight away. It was when (laughs) I... uh, when I went to a VR theme park with Nathy and um, we <laughs> he dropped me into this. Uh, I've told the story already before one time yeah. on the show, I think, where, where I got into this roller coaster. No, in this, uh, how was it called? Like, a, like the London Eye? Like, uh, uh, it's like uh, Ameri- Ferris, America. Wheel. Ferris, Ferris Wheel. Ferris Wheel. Yeah. Ferris Wheel. Ferris Wheel. I got into one of those, but the thing was broken. And uh, Nathy just kept on pressing buttons for some reason. And it, it went up to, I think, like... Like maybe ten rounds per second yeah. uh, into yeah. that Ferris wheel, <laughs> and I came out. That was the only time that I really got sick of VR, and I literally couldn't stand on my legs because I was so dizzy. Yeah, worst uh, experience ever. I laughed about it wow. a lot, but oof, yeah, I was sick. And, and it, my, mine's go on, go on, very similar yeah. to that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a feeling maybe ours are all going to be somehow related to this yeah. sickness mm-hmm. thing because that's definitely a core. For me, it was as well. It was it was in 2015 when they were doing a VR chat. VR chat was getting like mega big and um, they were doing a Christmas party in it. And I, I got into it and I didn't real didn't think to unplug my steering wheel mm-hmm. and my Xbox control before it. And that took the control away and I didn't know it. I went into VR and it laterally spun me like a spinning top and it wouldn't stop. And I... I stupidly didn't close my eyes or anything and so i just watched this for about 20 seconds and i was nauseous for probably three hours after that and this is in the midst of me being having the strongest vr legs and i was like feck you vr chat for screwing up my stomach but i didn't go back to vr chat for about four months after that yeah it's funny actually because mine is a motion sickness story as well and it's probably when i played half-life 2 mod on the oculus dk1 uh, because it, obviously everyone wanted to to, to play these mods uh, with a DK1 back then, and yeah, it made me me feel super sick. I had to mm. lay down for like three and a half hours, completely wiped me out. Had to drink ginger ale to try and recover. But um, so I think I think you know feeling motion sick in VR is a horrible experience, and you <laughs> generally don't forget that yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Well, what about yours, Nathy? If if I can name something from this year, it's uh, it's 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 let's say, I'm not gonna name the developer because they couldn't help it, but it was like one of these most anticipated games of this year. And then they sent me the wrong build and it's completely broken. I'm covering this on a video. I'm like, sorry guys, but this game, it just sucks. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it doesn't work. And there are all these funny glitches. And then I sent the video to the dev. I'm saying like, listen, this is what you need to fix. Maybe yeah. you should take a look at it. They're like, oh, but we sent you the wrong build. 
This is just one that we made like six months ago. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you sent me the wrong one. So I had to reshoot the whole video. And then I published it in the end. Uh, yeah. Luckily that I did communicate with the developers. Otherwise, wow. uh, it would have been, you know. But yeah, that was my worst experience this year for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can, I, I can relate to that. You know, when, yeah. when it doesn't go Hurts. right. Yeah. It, well, you, you invest the time yeah. in, in putting the thing together and like you've got everything yeah. sorted. And then you're like, I, I just got to This is not But good. I was nice enough to at least tell the developer this could hurt your launch. And then they said like, but it's not the right one. So it's yeah. always good to kind of loop back. Awful case of miscommunication. Careful with them file drops. Yes. Kiddos. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. One one more sure. question, then we'll uh, flip for anything that's there in chat. We're getting some lovely um, end of your messages in chat as well. So thank you, everybody, yeah, thank for that. Um, here we go. So uh, with six up upvotes, anonymous posted. Do you think a space ace dragon's lair style game in first person would be cool in VR? I think that would be kind of cool, actually. Um, you know, that's something that's heavily scripted that's got a really nice story to it um but you have to do these like almost quick time-esque events but do them correctly to progress otherwise you have to restart to the beginning that could be an interesting concept in vr for sure i think yeah yeah. yeah, I think so. I actually, I, I haven't played Dragon's Lair. I've seen loads of people play yeah. it, but and I don't even it's know classic. what Space Ace is. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. You know, it's one of those games that if you make a mistake, then you really do have to start yeah. from the beginning. So it is punishing, um, but could be quite fun uh, if you had a, a little bit more time, you know, to make yeah. the decision. Um, it's a game you could you play on arcade. If you enjoy having right? fun, then it could be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, so any other uh, quests from chat before we move into this? Uh, this new year of ours? Yeah. Well... Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been tuning in. I also want to thank everyone, you know, from the crew here because Mike is is running almost the entire show in terms of content. You know, he comes up with all the topics. He comes up like he's, he's you know, leading the show. I remember like one of the first episodes was all super new and we weren't sure if you were going to be the chosen one. But in the yeah. end, like you, you, you totally like, you know, nailed it. Yeah. It's amazing. And then you have like Rowdy and, and Zim... Um, you know, running the vessel itself, you know, making sure that the stream goes live and that the sound is good and that the videos pop up and that everything, you know, does its thing. And uh, yeah, everyone it, has, it, his, has his own little yeah. role. I mean, yeah, it, it's good that we that we managed to like, you know, divide it a little bit in order to like, you know, keep this running because yeah. I think that's really the only way to do this. Yeah. Uh, that everyone does a little bit his own part. And I think everyone in this show likes doing that as well. And I think yeah. that's what is... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that, that Nathie, you know, does all the thumbnails um, for all the videos. Yeah. And he's also responsible for, like, the clips now as well. So, you know, putting that additional content out there. And I think it is really um, working for us as well, which is really yeah. nice. Uh, and, and, like, the, and the clickbaiting too. And the clickbaiting, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like like you said, like everyone sort of pulls their weight, and individually yeah. we all have our individual roles in the show, yeah. uh, and and you know that's why it is difficult to find someone new as well, like you know to add more to it because we've got these clear defined roles and we've worked together yeah. for so long now, you know it's almost like, uh, you know we're we're family, you know we we know each other well. Um, but yeah, it's great doing it. You know, we still enjoy turning up every week, so we're not going to be going anywhere anyway, any, anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, but we just want to make the show the best we possibly can, and we'll keep improving well, I, it. I heard Brody's going to Canada. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to Canada. I don't know where you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even with those moves, we're going to continue. Um, you know, yeah. doing this as long as we can. So. What a fantastic family! Hey? Yeah. 
Maybe the F stands for family. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and what a way to end the show in 2019. So thank you again for joining us uh, live. Uh, or if you're watching this back or listening to the audio version, thank you very much for listening and, and taking part. Uh, we'll, of course, be back next week in the new year with a new show for you. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Until Ooh. then, have a great week in VR. Take care and bye-bye for now.